Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 173 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Katie. I'm Megan. And I'm Taylor Swift. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, Are you all happy Taylor. with yourselves? Happy birthday, Tay-Tay. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday. Well, you could sound a little nicer. Many happy returns. <laughs> Warmest regards. Warmest oh, regards. My God. <laughs> oh, buckle up, Bailey Wise, because this episode is sponsored by you. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks. you. <laughs> Today, we will be discussing the first half of Chapter 29 of Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix, career advice, so make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to work your way through the details. You like that? Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) But you want to know what was really creepy? So I thought, oh, work your way would be great, and then it like, you know, that predictive text came up and it said work, and I was like, that's weird. Work, 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 work. I just Mm -hmm. want to stick around my sweater that probably didn't get taken off of it all right (laughs) she's getting snug so as you're working your way through the details you know we hope that you enjoy this pod as well and we have a lot of cool weekly profit news because i feel like all of us um did a lot of our topic here for the weekly profit (laughs) yeah probably tiff do you want to start more than others (laughs) what did you say i said tiff do you want to start Oh, sure. Let's talk about small shops. So the four of us celebrate big hearts. Sure. Oh, yeah. Celebrate (laughs) uh, Christmas. So we did our Christmas shopping. I know um, a lot of people are doing their holiday shopping this year. So we're having our Swishmas, which is obviously like our little Christmas party for just the four of us. And lots of things have been purchased, but I'm sure we're not going to say what exactly since some presents will be given to these hosts so i'll tell you the shops that i purchased from so a couple of them i went over on my instagram page and i showed you things i bought for myself because it's a very airy thing yeah, to I was do gonna say, it's a very airy thing it's like buy yourself things oh i like you know? that oh i like that <laughs> so the first shop and i'll share like three I got a new Apple Watch band. I got two of them. I want one of but those. The, mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, 
They are so cute. So I got um, a Potter one and then I got a Disney, like a little like the Disney treats one. So this is from Lighthouse Customs on Etsy. And the watch is just like the regular silicone watch band. Super soft. I wear it all day long. I work out with it. Um, I basically just like wipe it clean um, after my workouts. It's very easy to clean, but it's got um, it's engraved. And so I have like the sorting hat, nine and three quarters, glasses with scar, Deathly Hollows. There's a broom um, and the Harry Potter, like the HP with the, like the lightning bolt P. And then there's little stars throughout it. Tons of different colors. So check out them. They actually just started their shop. Um, shipping was super fast. And I talked to the owner on Insta and they said, you know, we really appreciate, you know, you shouting us out. We just started. We're trying to grow our business. So go check out Lighthouse Customs. Tell them Tiffany from Swish and Flick sent you. I also got a pin from Rebel Flare Shop on Etsy. I cannot tell you what it is, but it is super cute. I don't have it quite yet, but I'm really excited. Can you not tell us because it's someone's present here? Indeed it is. Is it something for me? It is not. I got, um, let's see. Oh, it's loading. It's taking forever. Where's, here it is. Okay, so another shop, I got a straw topper. If you don't know what that is, it's just like... I don't know. They're just for fun. They're a little flare for your cup. So I have a reusable Starbucks cup and the straw topper slides onto the top of your straw. And so it just like sits on the top of your cup. So it lifts the straw. So it's not touching the bottom and people on Etsy make the most amazing ones. And I got a black deathly hollow straw topper from shimmering splendid on Etsy and I think it's really cute. Shipping was really fast. And I like the name a lot. I know. I really like it. They have a bunch of different stuff. So go and check out those shops and check out my Instagram. Like I post in my stories the things that I get. So things that aren't presents, <laughs> the things I buy for myself, you're going to see on there. So you can actually like see the stuff and I can talk about it. And also I want to note. I would not share these things if I didn't like them and think that they were quality things. So just so you know that everything that I share with you, whether it's on the podcast or whether it's on my Instagram or whether it's Swish's Instagram, I know I can speak for Sarah and Megan and Katie and say we will not share things with you that we don't like, enjoy and think are good things ourselves. Sound like a true (laughs) influencer. Well, it's true. And I need people to know that I would never just like... You know, I wouldn't, I would never lie to the listeners about things just to, and I'm not, I'm not affiliated with any of these people that I just talked about. Like I'm just, you know, people helping people and that's mine. Nice. Who's next? I'll go. Do you guys want to talk? Okay. Yeah, I'll go. Um, (laughs) so it's funny cause like I've ordered stuff, but I'm I've been sending it all up to Cleveland. So like, I think mm-hmm. that I've forgotten about some things that I've ordered. Cause like, I'm not getting them in the mail. Maggie, you do that even when you do get them in the mail. <sighs> You're not wrong. <laughs> um, but I bought myself something from a shop that I really like, um, called, Oh my goodness. I've, 
I don't know where I found this pin shop. I think Oddment and Tweak shared them in their story because they've been sharing a lot of other like small pin shops in their story lately. Um, but they have these really, really cute, like, n- like 80s, 90s themed pins, but then they like apply it to fandoms. So they have like um poly pockets that are like harry potter but it's like a pin or a sticker they have like a furby one they have um i got this one that is like a a drive-in movie theater sign that says hogsmeade drive-in theater um and then it like lists movies that are showing and it says when harry met jenny the butterbeer club uh raiders of the lost prophecy it's just like super cute little things like that and like their branding is so adorable and it was packaged so nice like they have their own tissue paper it was just really cute i just love how small shops package things um yeah it just like makes me happy um and they even sent me like a little sticker just as a bonus which is cute that is just like their logo that says um what does it say it says omg and it's like their little logo with a santa hat on it just really cute Um, Because their shop is, oh my goodness. Anyway, I also did small shops for the kitties, which I have to be quiet because they're right over here and I don't want them to hear what I got them. (laughs) Okay, Megan. I mean, Iggy was really bad today and I told him Santa Paws is not going to bring him presents. He's going to bring him cold this year. Um, Anyway, I... I so they are there's these things that cats love called kickaroos. If you have a cat, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you probably think that I'm naming something really bizarre and weird, which whatever, it's fine, but it's called a kickaroo. They love it. It's this it's usually just like a long rectangle of fabric and like polyfill with catnip in it that they know to like hug and kick with their back feet. It's hilarious. Like it's they just like know that that's how they're supposed to play with it. But anyway, I love when cats do that. It's so funny. So I got them a kickaroo that is a baguette because like that's hilarious. Right. And it's from a shop called Ice Cream Tree Studio. And they have a bunch of cat toys um, and like little hats and stuff and bow ties for your pets. Uh anyway it's really cute um and then i also actually so i'm doing a gift exchange for our friends podcast um and for the person that i got i got them something on etsy because again i've been trying to stick with small shops but i found this one shop that does really awesome like wooden signs or like home decor Mm. things and it's this like wooden sign that says friends like the logo and then it has like um a string that hangs under it so you can like hang pictures of you and your friends cute that is really cute Uh, but they're called honey west designs on etsy and they have a ton they have a ton of things like jewelry hangers um that friends tv show like photo thing they've got wine glasses (laughs) signage that's like specific to your state like little welcome signs water bottles all that kind of stuff that is like uh, a combination of like vinyls and like vinyl stickers and like wood but 
It's really cute. I like it. So that's all I got. Woo woo. I'm uh Sarah, we're not ready for you. I'll go because it's Can really quick. I'm no, uh, I was just looking at yours. Really behind. Oh, well, that's not even she told me to put links. I have many more, but I won't put them all. Go on, Katie. I'm really behind on Christmas shopping. And I have nothing to add right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so I've done, and this is not my normal. Like, normally I'm the type of person that's going on Amazon on the 22nd um, of December to buy people Christmas presents, hoping it gets there in time. So this is the first year I've actually been done with Christmas <laughs> shopping. Um, but I will say like some small shops that I really liked and I did buy, I bought things from this shop before, um, inkwell threads. And I think I've talked about them before as well, but, um, they've got cute stuff. That's like book things. Um, like they think they have like a sweatshirt that's read more books. Um, and like other things, I know they have some stuff on their website that is, um, Oh, like has to do with uh, Pride and Prejudice and stuff and like other fandoms. Um, and they just have really cute stuff. I got uh, their read and vote shirts for me and a couple of my friends. Um, and actually just found out that one of her favorite series is We Love Time. I was chatting with her on Instagram yesterday. I was like, I love that series. I'm like, I just started it. Um, so I've loved their stuff. I bought an ornament that they have for a friend. Um, which I don't they might have gotten it by now. I don't know. Speaking to you in the future, Sasa, who's listening, is what you're listening to. Are you to. listening to me, Sasa? <laughs> <laughs> um, but they have great stuff. They've got T-shirts. They have sweatshirts. They have, like, mugs, um, some jewelry. And a lot of it's just, like, kind of book theme, which I really like. Um, and, like, they have Christmas stuff that's, like, all they want for Christmas is books. It's so cute. Um, and then the next thing, I actually saw this on one of our listeners' Facebooks. Becca, um said gave like a bunch of um small shops and so the one i bought from was olive and and they have um it's like olive oils and vinegar marlowe's so like my father <laughs> what'd you say <laughs> marlowe's i think those might be i don't know i know i know oh, and honeys as well but we're not like we like honey um but like we're really- <laughs> <laughs> Katie's over there dying. Um, so my father's like the hardest person to shop for. Indeed. So they have on their website um, a gift box. You can get like a sampler gift box, which there are like little bottles you can get. And you can pick how many, like pick the, there's four in a box. And then um, let me see how, what the milliliter size is for this sampler gift box. Shampoo. Two ounce bottles. So that's 60 milliliters. Um, I got the large one. So it's four bottles and it's 250 milliliters. And you pick like from there, um, you can get mix and match of their olive oils and their vinegar. So I got him, but really I'm excited to try these. A roasted garlic olive oil, a rosemary olive oil, like a regular, I think just extra virgin olive oil. And then I got a red wine vinegar. So I'm very excited. Um, Cause just think of like avocado toast with that roasted garlic olive oil kind of sprinkled on top. Please. Doesn't that sound delicious? Yes. Or putting like herbs, like you're going to dip some bread. They're called some nice- herbs. <laughs> herb- I like to put some herbs on a plate. I like herbs. some roasted garlic or even rosemary. Think of like a nice warm 
bread. Give me some bread. Ugh. It just, I'm excited. I haven't tried, but um, I, I trust Becca's recommendations and um, I'm just really excited for it. Um, and then our friend Jess, who has covered under the stairs and I will link that one. Cause it's like, no cupboard has no vowels in it. She's on Etsy. She made us um, coasters that are gorgeous. And I asked the other ladies, I'm like, do you guys want to see the pictures or do you want to be surprised? And they're like, I guess we'll be surprised. But I know what they look like, and they're very cute. But she does really great artwork that I think we all have a piece of hers, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That she's taken, like, powder pages, and then she's, I think it's ink. Um, and she's very talented. But she'll also do, like, custom work. You just have to ask her. She's also started doing burn ornaments, like wood ornaments that she has um, powder faces on. Not just Harry's. There's like Ron Hermione's, Dumbledore's, Snape. Snape. She loves Snape. Um, so she's got a great Etsy page. Jeez. Um, and I literally I cannot wait for the girls to see. I'm sorry, the ladies to see the coasters because they're gorgeous. Later. She did house colors. <sighs> um, another Etsy shop is Can You Believe It? And it's K Y N because that her that's her first name is. Um, Kendra Mm. and she has super cute stuff so I got my friends like mugs with their names on them but she has like sweatshirts Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. um sweatshirts and like t-shirts and like right now she's got a lot of stuff that's um like holiday themed like a sweatshirt that says baby it's freaking freezing outside (laughs) (laughs) or hallmark and chill no cute um cards that says like i hope you're it's got a um t-rex with a sweater on yes, it yes i like this and it says hope your holidays are dynamite <laughs> so That's cute so cute where's um, watch the grinch and chill i don't know that's what i want i don't do the hallmark stuff i like the shirt that's like not a lot going on in the moment <laughs> fa la la losing my mind yep <laughs> mm-hmm. just some cute stuff um she's very nice i like messaged her or i tagged her i put um that i bought like stuff from her and I was like, it's so cute. Thank you so much. Um, so super sweet. So that was a nice mug. Um, and then there's another shop. So it's Virgo. I think it's supposed to be witch, but it's like with a V. I don't know. Virgo witch. So I follow her on Instagram and I might say this wrong. So I think it's a lithian. So she has an, she has an Instagram page that's that. And then she has the Virgo witch page which um, she does a lot of stuff that she does Harry Potter stuff. She's very much like a Dramini fan. She's a Raylo shipper as well. So that's hey, um, okay. Ray and Kylo Ren. And then she does stuff that is um, a court of thorns and roses. I struggle saying that name it's so much, but she does say. pins. They're freaking gorgeous. She does stickers. Um, and she actually did a um, oh tarot card that's Ray, like a Raylo tarot card thing. And it's beautiful. Her artwork is so good. I'm actually a patron of hers on Patreon because I like her artwork. But like this, um, oh, they're just so cute. She just is very talented. Um, she's got stickers. She's got pins. Um, some of the stuff is like a little bit more like pg-13 you know there are some swears on some of her stickers um but she's talented so i follow both of those pages of hers on instagram very cool and then there's like some stuff i bought from like powder shop so i got um 
some like there's the common room company, I think. And they have like some super cute like their own like um, T-shirts they've designed. And I think she's also a Taylor Swift fan because she's had stuff that like I'm like pretty sure that's a Taylor Swift line. But what like she has um, the- <laughs> suddenly super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's the common common room. I can't spell common room. Um, they, she has some cute, so it's commonroomco.com and she's got some like super cute tops and I actually bought a hat from hers and then some, um, king of my heart. Is, Is this that the, the line one that had Taylor the kitty Swift? cat thing that I sent you guys? No, I think that's a different shop. I don't think so. Um, but she has like some cute stuff like this cute shirt. She's got a shirt that's like the, um, I've totally seen this. She's like so grateful Instagram. of like. October's being in the world or something like I don't know what does it say it says, so like, I'm grateful so glad I, I live, live in a world, world where there are Octobers. Octobers and it's got like a sweater on it with a black hat and like a broom and um just cute stuff and there are also like other like regular clothing there um I will say like the the shirts and like the tops that are um like exclusive to the website like that are potter design or like that she's designed um, herself. They tend to have like a bigger size run than the other clothing that is just like a regular shirt or something that are kind of just named after things. Um, But I, and I haven't gotten anything from her yet. I won't lie, but I'm really excited for the t-shirts and stuff that I ordered. So um, I bought myself, she had a really cute Ravenclaw shirt that I really liked. (laughs) So I bought it for myself. Good for you. So, so Um, trying to think of what else I bought. A lot of things, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this forever and always crew. Is yeah, so I fun. saw. I thought of you when I saw that. Um, that other website was Lumos and Luster, and they had. So um, I was in a sorority when I was in college, and our like motto thing was the pen is mightier than the sword. So I had to buy myself the Ravenclaw one because that's what it says. And then I almost bought Megan this sweatshirt because it's Forks, Washington. It's actually a very cute sweatshirt. (laughs) (laughs) I sent it to Tiffany. I'm like, should I buy this for her? (laughs) Um, And she has some cute. uh, There's a Weasley Bunch crew neck that is really cute that I almost bought myself. So it's got like um, portraits of like all the Weasleys um, that are like our hand drawn. There's another sweatshirt that's anything off the trolley deer. Um, Draco until the very better. end. Yeah, Draco deserved better. It's a hat. Some cute stuff. Very they cute. have a cute um, sweatshirt that says, come on, cheer up. It's nearly Christmas. And it's like Hagrid and the trio. And then like Fred and George are on, I'm assuming that's them, on um, Broom. broomsticks with like a Thestral pulling a carriage. It's very cute. Should have put... but literally like i could talk for hours about all the stuff that i bought um i bought myself i pre-ordered a cute sweatshirt from is it slade and seeker is it seeker and slade seeker that is hagrid's hut and then in front of it is his like motorbike it's very cute i was like i had to buy it for myself because it's very cute when you told me that I mean, you bought that for yourself, I was real glad that I didn't purchase it 30 minutes before that whenever I saw it and almost bought it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be the first time? That's so funny. I was like buying my things or myself things 
And I was like, I really hope that like no one's buying me these things. Yeah. I bought something both for Megan and Katie, like separately and both text them. I was like, don't buy your wife this or did someone buy this? Cause I'm like, I'm nervous that like someone else will buy it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I almost bought Tiffany, this really cute shirt from this other website that was like Harry Potter. And I was like, I literally need to stop spending money on people because I bought a lot of people things. <sighs> so yeah, I'm just trying to stay small shop, small. Um, so. Yep. Yeah. Well done, everyone. Well done. Except me. <laughs> yeah, Katie, not well done. Not well done at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will tell you another thing. So this is not Christmas, but it is a small uh, shop that um, for Cleveland, there's a website called Cleveland in a Box. And you can buy, I just thought this was really cool. Um, it's like for $30, you can get five things from this website and it's all Cleveland products. And you put it in a sh- box and they'll ship, I think internationally as well. Um so that's what I'm getting ready for his birthday is five Cleveland things in a box. <sighs> you better hope he doesn't like listen really to this cool. episode. They had like all types of stuff. He doesn't listen. <laughs> um, and I know you're not going to tell him. Nope. So I'll forget in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but they have like uh, the Cleveland bagel companies, um, everything but bagel seasoning. And they've got like hot oh, sauces fun. and barbecue sauces cool. from like Cleveland places. What's cool? The Cleveland in a box. They pulled it up. Isn't it? Yeah. I'm like, that's such a great idea. Um, And you could do like three things in a box. You could do um, it goes like three, five, 15 or 20 things in a box. So like it's I think they made it for people that like are from Cleveland and like maybe they're in the military and they're overseas or they're doing something. They're not home Mm -hmm. so they can send like a bit of home to them in a box, which I just think it's a good idea. That is cute. Yeah, that is really cute. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But that's all. Oh my gosh, they have a Cleveland, Ohio catnip toy. What? Yeah, they've got some super cute stuff. Except it's in calves colors, which is gross. Hey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right. Well, that was my daily profit. Thanks, guys, for basically doing it for me. It was just a small shops podcast. Okay, thanks for listening. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I talk so long. To be honest with you, do not apologize. Oh my gosh, small shop barrio love. salsa. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. This is recap. Cool. Recap. Wait, that was wrong. <laughs> do it again. What? I said that was wrong. Do it again. Oh, <laughs> Katie told you. Small shop recap. There you go. Recap. All right. So Harry's curiosity (laughs) got the best of him. He may have taken a little sneak peek at one of Snape's like absolutely most favorite of all time memories. Kind of involved Harry's dad and his friends. And like they're just hanging around. No big deal. So Snape catches him. He's obviously like the most mad he's ever been at Harry. And poor Harry, he doesn't know if his dad is the hero he always thought he was. Mm. Sad tweet. It's a very sad tweet. His dad's a jerk. <sighs> Whoa. Yeah, the poor dude. Um, so yeah, it's holiday Easter time, except I wrote it's Easter holiday time, not holiday Easter time. <laughs> Woo! I can't read. What else is new? 
Not much. Uh, and of course, Hermione, being herself, has made them all like a times table for the studying stuff so they can all pass their exams. Yay, studying. <laughs> Which is interesting because Easter holiday in 1996 was April 7th. Um, and six weeks after that is when their exams were. So that was like the end of May. So like, does the school go into like deep June? These are things I think of. Deep June. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, they're always there past. Not the end of June. (laughs) Deep June. That's like long jeans. <laughs> so I wore like is that, the, long is that the episode title? Deep June. Right, Deep June, man. Because <laughs> like in the fourth book, I feel like their last task was yeah. like no, way they the do end of June. In fact, go to school into Deep June. <laughs> so like, why are if your exams are in six weeks after because Easter holidays, the author didn't plan for people to do this? <laughs> well, sh- they should have been smarter about their times. Well. Vinny said his birthday is in shallow June. <laughs> it is what it is. Vinny says my birthday is on shallow June. <laughs> what day is your birthday? My cousin also has a shallow June birthday. Oh, her birthday's shallower than yours. My sister's birthday is June 9th. Uh, Alana's birthday's in Draco's June. is June 5th. <laughs> so Harry can't get Snape's memories out of his head. Um, and Ginny helps him figure out like what he needs slash like what he wants to do aka he wants to talk to Sirius um <laughs> so Fred and deep George <laughs> what deep, deep June, deep June. <laughs> sounds it. like a movie oh, we're going so. to the theater to watch deep June <laughs> <laughs> so Fred and George get a plan together to help him out Hermione tries to talk Harry out of his plans all day long once school's back in session. And obviously it doesn't work. Um, and Harry has to talk to Professor McGonagall about his future job. Um, and then she reminds us all that she is a boss babe mm. and that Umbridge is the worst. So, I like that boss the babe worst. is capitalized. Boss Heck yes. Babe. Uh, yeah. Boss Deep babe. June, man. Deep June. Deep June. So what's, but what's my birthday then? Like, what do you call the middle of the month? Mid-April. No, that's not fun. I was trying to think of that, too. Um, I'm slightly, sl- slightly warm April. No! <laughs> so Hermione had been apparently pelting Harry with questions about why he no longer will be having occlumency lessons. And she's frowning at him because she knows that something's up. You know, she's not mm-hmm. dumb. Mm-hmm. Harry's mm-hmm. not really having any of this though and he tells her again that Snape thinks that Harry can carry on by himself now that he has the basics down and he said this you know like a liar <laughs> <laughs> like Fred you're but, a liar Fred. but as I'm reading this there is n- this is completely unbelievable because Hermione being Hermione <laughs> Hermione would have read up on Occlumency, whether she organically came upon it or, you know, she heard that Harry was going to do it. So she went and looked up what it was. It's laughable to me that Harry would even try and lie to her because it's such a tough branch of magic that there's no way. There's just no way. Right. Am I wrong? No, you're right. <laughs> okay. I just You're think it's not silly. wrong. 
I know. <laughs> you are just deep silliness. Correct. <laughs> I am deep correct. And so Hermione, you know, presses a little bit more. She asks him if he stopped having the quote funny dreams. And Harry responds with a uh, quote, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Which he again <laughs> says, you know. Like a liar. Like a liar. <laughs> I wonder, though, like, she's got to know that he's lying. Oh, of course sure. she does. Of course she does. That's why she keeps. This is a conversation that's already happened. So this is like again and again. I'm, I assume it's been like more than twice. That's how it feels because of the way he responds to her. Hermione thinks, obviously, that Harry should go back to Snape and tell him that he needs more lessons. But before she could even finish her sentence, Harry tells her to drop it and he says it forcefully. So it's like. Well, I think Hermione sometimes thinks she's helping because she's not doing it in in a. She's doing it what she thinks is like a helpful way. But Mm -hmm. you know how sometimes you just are like the whole saying like the road to hell was paved with good intentions. So like she's trying to like do nice things but at the same time he's like i you're not doing what i need you to do was like kind of leave me alone right now you know when i read something today it was about something completely different but just because you think that you're doing something out of love doesn't mean that it's necessarily right or right for that person correct so just thoughts to think so the Easter holidays are upon us at hogwarts and hermione was spending her time making schedules for studying for the exams do they happen We'll find out. (laughs) Harry and Ron pretty much just let her do it without any pushback because she would have done it anyways. And there's really no use arguing. But honestly, I mean, this is good friend stuff that she does. Like, that's nice because she's taking care of them in a way. Because at some point they're going to be like, oh, I need to study. And so whether they like it or not, they're probably going to take a peep at this paper and be like, oh, okay, I could do this. Are they paper peepers? They're paper peepers. (laughs) Peeping at papers. (laughs) deep in the month of june (laughs) well currently they're in the shallow of april oh we're in the shallow of april everyone okay okay and the next sentence screams very ron at me ron had been startled to discover that there were only six weeks left until exams (laughs) and hermione is is like she's like so annoyed by this because he like sheepishly responds he truly he's like i don't know how i was shocked but like he's shocked at himself at being shocked about not knowing (laughs) when the exams were because he knows how important they are um you know he's heard about this probably his whole entire life especially with his older siblings and how important they are especially to molly but it's it just amuses me hermione's so annoyed by this and she's like, how are you shocked? And he replies, I don't know, said Ron. There's been a lot going on. <laughs> and I love him. I love him so much. But Ron's really happy to find that he has an evening off every week. And he says, you've given me. You've given me. And I know in my heart that he's going to follow this schedule because, one, it's the smart thing to do. And too his soonish to be wife made it for him you've given me <laughs> i mean you've given me that just that made me laugh soonish it's pretty soonish i guess soonish they're like basically Years. engaged <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna snog someone else first yeah true is true can't wait to read about that 
So this free evening isn't really free, though, because it's for Quidditch practice. But as we know, Ron's confidence about Quidditch isn't really high. So he's pretty much given up on Quidditch. It's so not. (laughs) It's... Shallow. He's in the shallow. <laughs> <laughs> and so during this whole time that they're talking, Harry is just staring at the wall. Crookshanks is pawing at his hand, wanting a little ear scritch. And, a, you know, it's a good mew. Good mew, that one. And so <laughs> Hermione notices this and she's like, what's wrong? And he Why aren't you petting my cat? Is what she's actually thinking. Truthfully, to be nice. how can you not? Exactly. Every animal I see, I want to like pet. Even strange animals. I will be like, can I pet your dog? No one's ever told me no, thankfully. <laughs> and I've never been bit. <laughs> so that's good. But I always ask, always ask to pet. Because you never know. Yeah. How about you also do that before you touch people, too? Consent is Agreed. key. You know what I mean? Like, Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, truthfully. Including hair. People have touched my hair because like, they like to pull my curls. That's... Don't just touch my hair. Thank you. All right. So Hermione notices this. She asks him what's wrong, and he pretends to pick up his defensive magical theory book. Yeah, right. Like, he would read that. And Crookshanks slinks away, no ear scritches, and this is a sad tweet. I think it's a sad I now, but literally can't yeah. even imagine having a cat walk by me and not petting it. Honest yeah. to God. I can't yeah. ever walk past Especially my cats without asking for pets. I can because I would think to myself, why is there a cat near me? Majority of my life, because nobody I know that I'd be around. Like you guys live in Florida. Like, what is the next time I'm gonna be in your space with your cats? You know what I mean? Like, majority of my life, I'm not around cats. Would I pet them? Sure, sure, I'd pet sure. cat. But I can see myself in a situation where, like, I wouldn't be around a cat to pet. Mm. All right, so yeah, cats, and then <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing, and here here's something that I want to point out to people who... I don't know how many shippers there are of uh, Cho and Harry out there. So, Discord, let me know if, if you ship that. But I have things to say about this. Cherry. So, Hermione, Hermione thinks that Harry's... You know, he's, like, staring off into space. He's not talking. He's not engaging. She thinks that this might be about Cho. It's not. Well, I wonder, though, like, if he would still be upset if the memory thing didn't happen. Because, like, that pushed everything else out of his mind. You know what I mean? I I don't think so. I think that he would still be kind of upset. Because he's still upset that, like, she snitched kind of thing. Not she, but her friend. But uh, upset that the, the, the relationship that could have been is I, not. I, I think he would still a little bit. But, again, I think this pushed everything out of his mind. And this is, like, more important to him than... A girl he kind of had feelings for. Well, I don't agree. That's fine. I know. I think You're I wrong. agree with Sarah. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Katie, Katie can agree with us. Katie, Katie's cool Katie like, I see both sides. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't think that they're meant to be. He's really not no, hung I up on her. Don't and ag- I'm just saying. That. I don't agree that he they belong together. Yeah. I think that like. And this might be, like, very, like, black and white of me to think, but I think if you're meant to be with someone, like, you're going to end up with them. There might be, like, roadblocks and stuff in the way. Mm-hmm. Would you or, say like, that you might bold? have, like, diverging paths and then come back to each I other. Would. But, like, I think that, like, if if Harry and Cho 
were really truly meant to be with each other, like that's who he would have ended up with. Sure. But he was supposed to be a true Weasley. So. <laughs> was not expecting that. Um, we're not going to talk about Marietta, but let's talk about Marietta. <laughs> no, it's very brief. Megan looked up and she was like, no. Have I you want to know. Hold on. Before oh, we go on. Rude. I want one of our listeners, because obviously you guys listen to us more than we listen to us, because we just talk and then we never listen to these things again. <laughs> but which is somewhat a lie, but also somewhat not a lie. What did we talk more about? Marietta whole thing or the whole cat tying the up thing? Mm, I, I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Which, which was the somebody, big debate? Somebody clock the minutes on that <laughs> one. Jeez. I'm pretty sure uh, Mrs. Norris was a couple episodes too. So yeah, that's a real contender. Yeah, it definitely it's was. probably very <laughs> close. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just want to say that I found a Marietta pin at a store it's i think it was by sunset road co <clears throat> and i bought them it. at leaky right <laughs> yeah. you bought it yeah she was like some of their stuff. should i get this for sarah and i was like don't stir things <laughs> don't. i mean i wouldn't like if you bought me the pin she would, I would wear laugh. that proudly daily I, <laughs> like i wouldn't be like i'm not mad at megan like megan isn't the one that <laughs> did it so like it might seem like we're fighting <laughs> I we're just having a disagreement you know what i mean like for the listeners like we don't hate each other because we disagree on it we hate each other for other reasons okay <laughs> you don't know this by now <laughs> she's a cat person i'm a dog person she likes you guys are like perfect team. perfect for a romantic comedy <laughs> she likes dogs and she likes cats watch as they fall in love coming soon to theaters deep june. coming oh in 1991 <laughs> coming in deep june deep june <laughs> that was katie i took it from her i just said it louder Thanks, i just had to give babe. her credit oh you stole her joke so sad Katie's All right, job. let's talk about let's talk about this. A let's smidge. talk about Mary. It's just it's not even it's not even a lot. Just a sneak. Just so Hermione says she's just, she. It's okay. Yeah. Just yeah, she's just a sneak. It's good. Go ahead. It's, it's just Megan a little, would give it's, her it's two, a, two cat thumbs up. Little sneak of a conversation here. Okay. Have you two had a row again? What? Oh yeah, we have. Said Harry, seizing gratefully on the excuse. What about that sneak friend of hers, Marietta? Said Harry. Yeah, well, I don't blame you, said Ron angrily, setting down his study schedule. If it hadn't been for her, and Ron went into a rant about Marietta Edgecombe, which Harry found helpful. All he had to do was look angry, nod, and say, yeah, and that's right, whenever Ron drew breath, <laughs> leaving his mind free to dwell ever more miserably on what he had seen in the Ponceve. The Ponceve. So it's not really a whole lot about Marietta, but Ron's mad. <laughs> Ron's mad. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the tickets. (laughs) I mean, and I get, I get it. I get the anger because realistically, like I probably would be them. I would be mad about it. It's just I don't like don't, what happened to her. Because you don't understand any the other side of the story at all. So all you see is your friends like I mean having Umbridge go after them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So of course they're gonna be mad. Yeah. 
I don't blame them. I just mm-hmm. don't like what happened to her. That's all. Okay. So what Harry was really thinking about when he was staring at the wall was his dad. And it was really getting to him. And I said I wanted to read this, and it is also very sad. Quote, He had been so sure that his parents had been wonderful people that he never had the slightest difficulty in disbelieving Snape's what is that word? Aspergers? I just came to that. Aspersions? Is that the actual word from the chapter? Yes, I just copied and pasted. Aspersions on his father's character. Hadn't people like Hagrid and Sirius told Harry how wonderful his father had been? Yeah, well, look at what Sirius was like himself, said a nagging voice inside Harry's head. He was as bad, wasn't he? Yes, he had once overheard Professor McGonagall saying that his father and Sirius had been troublemakers at school, but she had described them as the forerunners of the Weasley twins, and Harry could not imagine Fred and George dangling someone upside down for the fun of it. And then here's where his dad comes into his personality, not unless they really loathe them, perhaps Malfoy or somebody who really deserved it. So he thinks like his dad for a second there, but then he like really thinks about it and is like, but Snape didn't do anything wrong. Let me finish this quote real quick because I'm right in the middle of that. <laughs> Harry tried to make a case for Snape having deserved what he had suffered at James's hand, but hadn't Lily asked, what has he done to you? And hadn't James replied, it's more the fact that he exists, if you know what I mean. Hadn't James started it all simply because Sirius said he was bored? Harry remembered Lupin saying back in Grimald Place that Dumbledore had made him a prefect in the hopes that he would be able to exercise some control over James and Sirius. But in the Pensieve, he had sat there and let it happen. Go ahead. Um, I wonder <clears throat> how much, because like in this little clip of a memory that we saw, mm-hmm. like no teachers came out. And so like, you know, I wonder how much of like this stuff they've seen yeah you know what i mean when kids really want to hide something they can yeah unfortunately and like realistically majority of the crowd was with um like on the side of like james and sirius so like who's gonna rat them out and like if they're like the big men on campus like um other people you know what i mean like might be afraid that then because kids really like a, a lot of times, like the reason why they won't say anything is because like they don't want to be then where Snape is. So like if they don't agree with it, mm-hmm. they might not like. And we discussed this with Remus not saying anything. One, because this is friends and we don't know, like there is probably a multitude of things that he was thinking. But like mm-hmm. other kids that might not like what they've seen, like are might be afraid to go up to a teacher and be like, hey, I saw this happen because then they don't want to be the one picked on. Um yeah. So I just wonder how much the teachers knew of like stuff like that. Or they were thinking like these are the golden kids. So like, yeah, they're troublemakers, but like mm-hmm. kind of look like a blind eye to it. I don't know. And sometimes students who are. Um, I don't know. Mm, how do I want to say this? James was a really good student, right? Yeah. Sirius was a really good student. Lupin was a really good student. Wormtail, whatever. We don't like him. <laughs> but like. Sometimes those students do get treated differently. Yeah. So, you know, as far as what they knew, it probably wasn't a lot of this type of thing. Yeah. Because this is pretty, it was a pretty malicious act. I mean, think about too, like what, if we even just take back and just think of like what the Marauders were able to do at Hogwarts anyways, like Mm. how many of them, how many of the educators knew that like 
James, Sirius, and Peter were able to become animaguses or whatever. Not until later. And then go off once a month mm-hmm. with their friend who's a werewolf. Like, you would think that, like, that would be something that was caught, but, like, maybe they, they had no idea that this was happening. You know what I mean? So how many, there's seven, seven years, right? And how, how many full moons in that seven years once they became... That's a lot of moons. Well, he wasn't. They weren't always animaguses or whatever. What year did they become an animagus? I think it was fifth. I feel like five, fourth or yeah, yeah, fourth or fifth. I think, but that's still a lot. And like they were able to make that map. Mm -hmm. So like another reason of them being able to like kind of make sure they know where people are at, so they can't get in trouble. And I feel like that's another thing that Snape has said in the past, where like almost kind of like being mad that they were always able to like evade being in trouble. Just right. something you could think, stew about, think about. Okay, there's a discussion going on in the chat. I want to address it really quick. Prefects can't take points from prefects, from other prefects. Mm. But they that's can the take points. And what they can take Ernie points. McMillan yes. was saying is that the Inquisitorial Squad also being able to take points kind of defeated the purpose of the Correct. prefix system. Yes. Yeah, that's that was that whole conversation. And they can fair. give detention too, I think, can't they? No, maybe not, but they can definitely give it to Maybe take just head boy and girl. I don't know about that. Okay. Back to this. Do <clears> we <throat> um never mind. <laughs> sorry. Do we think that Lily was a prefect? So I know she was head girl, but I don't actually know if it specifies anywhere that she was. Yeah, I don't know if it's so much in my head canon that I've turned it. Into I've real just canon. assumed that she was for so long. Uh, I but other people are saying that I don't she think was. it's said. I wouldn't. I w- we it. know that Lupin was correct because right. he, they wanted him to. Did like, they talk about it on the train his friends from being, I'm looking it up huh? in a memory. No, I don't think I'm so. looking on the wiki. Yeah. Does Hagrid say it? I will look for it. Okay. I'm looking, I'm looking. Cause I could, that could take a while. Okay. So Harry's thinking about the memory, right? Harry then had to remind himself that his mother had intervened. She had been decent, but the look on her face at his father, the look of disgust and Harry and Megan can't understand <laughs> how they ended up married. And he questioned it. And he questioned if he forced, maybe forced her into it. That's not Lily, though. So we don't know what happened. Obviously, something happened. Something changed. Right? Right. I think we all can agree on that. So, quote, for nearly five years, the thought of his father had been a source of comfort, of inspiration. Whenever someone had told him he was like James, he had glowed with pride inside. And now, now he felt cold and miserable at the thought of him. And that is sad. Yeah. Yeah. That's his um, dad literally helped the thought of his dad helped him produce his Patronus. That's now, like a that's like a ugh. fundamentally changing moment. Like that's yeah. huge. And I think though that like we forget that he really doesn't know his parents at all. He just yeah. hears stories of them. Yeah. And so majority of things like, you know. If you if you look at a lot of times like when someone dies, like all of a sudden you're just going to remember like all of the good times and like say all these things like if you've ever watched like Hamilton or have listened to the music, like the very last song after he's killed in the duel, they like go on that like 
Thomas Jefferson starts saying like all of these nice things about him where like they hated each other. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like it's one of those things where like he dies and like you might have had a disagreement, but like you're only hearing all of these good things. And the majority of people are were friends with them or like were on their side and you he doesn't really meet anyone until Snape that like does not like his parent. Well, it doesn't like his dad. Um, but I will just say, going back to the Lily Potter being a prefect, according to the Wikia, it doesn't have her down as one. Um, mm. It says known prefix for Gryffindor. It's Dumbledore, McGonagall, Lupin, um, Bill Weasley, Charlie Weasley, Percy, Ron, Hermione. Um, I wonder if it was ever asked um, in one of those author chats. It would have it on here if it was. You think so? Yeah, they're pretty good about having this is the Wikia. Um, this is the Wikia University. Because it talks about the fact that once a student became a prefect, they had a better chance of becoming a head boy or girl. Mm-hmm. However, the student was not required to earn the former honor and um, in order to earn the later, says the fact was exemplified in the knowledge that Remus Lupin was a Gryffindor prefect, but James Potter was later appointed to the head boy position. But it doesn't talk about um, Lily. Um, you want to come up with your own head cannon? She was in my head. Everybody says that uh, what I say is canon. I heard I read that on the internet, so it's true. I'm gonna say, uh, yeah, it's canon. Lily Potter, prefect. Says. You're welcome. Okay. All right. So there's an article, my friends. Oh, boy. From Wizarding World. Wait, I will say, according to Cora, someone answered and they said, another reason it's unlikely Lily was a prefect. Unlikely? um, Because Sirius and Remus do not mention it when Harry asked if his father was a prefect. They don't also say, they Mm. also don't say that James became head boy, even though he wasn't a prefect. So perhaps they did not want to put extra pressure on Harry to live up to his father's name and said they focused on all of the detentions Sirius and James were in and that Remus failed to reign in his friends as prefect. Uh, I'm going to say canon prefect done. We're done. Okay. (laughs) You're welcome. I have spoken. This is the way. (laughs) So according to wizardingworld.com, there's an article here in defense of young James Potter. Puke. Megan, would you like to read it? <laughs> no. No, I'm so I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but I will pull little snippets. The meanest example of James Potter's ruthless ways was, of course, against Severus Snape. Following an OWL exam, James with Partners in Crime Sirius Black confronted the vulnerable young Snape pinned him to the ground, filled his mouth with pink soap bubbles, then lifted him into the air, threatening to completely undress the pale, slight Slytherin boy in front of a giggling crowd of fellow students. When read like that, holy mackerel. Awful. Lily Evans was the only... That, that, the article doesn't say what I just said. <laughs> the article doesn't say holy mackerel. That's awful. <laughs> but Lily Evans was the only pupil who stood up to the crowing self self-regarding ruffian my goodness in spite of this or more likely because of it james soon became infatuated with the beguiling red-haired muggle-born witch which was all the more intolerable for snape how could he an oily-haired pallid wraith who fancied lily since boyhood compare with this handsome quidditch playing newcomer so 
It says, in truth, he couldn't, and Snape bore such a bitter grudge against him that he even went to resent James's son, Harry. And who could blame him when the younger Harry bore such a resemblance to Snape's tormentor, while at the same time having the same lipid, lovely eyes of his mother, Lily? So it begs the question, why was James Potter such an awful rotter? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh, Potter, you rotter. Oh, Potter, you rotter. So it says, should not those who are blessed with talent looks in a large group of friends be all the more munificent? What is that? That's a fun word. Let's look that up. To those less less fortunate, sadly, this is seldom the case. Perhaps one reason, not an excuse, but a reason is James's upbringing. So here we go. These are these are our defense spells against Megan. <laughs> James's upbringing. James's parents tried and failed for many years to bring a child into the world before baby James came along. They were much older and wealthy, so James grew up in a doting environment without the compromise of siblings in a home without marital limits. But not marital. Whoa. <laughs> Material. <laughs> <laughs> marital limits. <laughs> Certainly, that's not inherently a negative thing. Far from it. Love, comfort, and plenty should be the hallmark of every child's upbringing. But Mm -hmm. arguably, sometimes a child is more inclined to empathy if they grow up with boundaries and are instilled a sense of humility. Hence, perhaps why James appeared to have that indefinable air of having been well cared for, even adored, that Snape lacked. Yeah. Do we know when Sirius left his home to move in with the Potters? I think it was after seventh year. I thought it was in school. I thought it was, in school. was, it was it during after? school. Because, like, I, I wonder if that was, like, was, like a major year. shift for, like, Jane. Not major. Like, I wonder if that was part of, like, the reason why, like, James was becoming, like... I mean, I know he's been friends with Sirius, but, like, that's a... He was 16 when he moved in. Yeah. So, like, that's life-changing. You know what I mean? And having like your friend like abandon everything, it kind of like puts in perspective that like not everybody has like the perfect home life. Yeah. I think yeah. it was. And like he might just, it. you know, as you grow up and you like see other things and you learn like, because I know that like a lot of people just don't get how like Lily and James got together. But like, I think that he just was growing up, you know what I mean? And seeing like, yes, like Sirius comes from a pure blood home and they have like whatever but like it wasn't a happy home. So Mm -hmm. like for James, like he might've had like the best home life because like he was an only child and his parents doted on him, but like Sirius didn't have that, um, growing up and, and maybe him finally like coming to live with him. He was like, Oh, like, cause when you really, I mean, living at Hogwarts is different than like being home with your parents, like on your own. So like when Sirius comes, like it might've seen him in a whole different light. You know what I mean? To like help grow, Mm -hmm. to become a more mature, like, Less of a Richard and mm. more of a James. More of a James. <laughs> Sydney in the chat said that she thinks that the moment when Sirius takes the joke too far and almost kills Snape and James decides mm. to rescue him, that, that that probably changed James a bit too. Oh, I absolutely. Think, I think for sure. I think for sure that would be one of those moments. And I, I, I do think that like, so when reading like that last chapter with how with but one paragraph with Lily talking to James, like how she's mad. Like I, I get that. Like 
she already is like attracted to him, but she still doesn't like him. So like, I mean, you can. I be, think you that they help each other. Attracted grow. to people and not like who they are as a person, but literally just be attracted to like how they look, which I think at this moment yeah. is mm-hmm. Lily. Yeah, like I get very like that whole trope of like enemies to lovers things with with her and mm-hmm. that situation. We're like not for James. He's like, I like you, date yeah. me, and she's like, No, <laughs> I'd rather date the giant squid. Yeah. Yeah, me right. too. Busy got a hot date with a cold squid. So just to continue along a little bit with this article, talks about how you know James was a really great friend to Remus Lupin, becoming an animagus, and you know helping ease his transformations every month. Um, I don't know. And obviously, here's here's one thing why I believe in like James like really having those moments and and changing his ways is if you think about Remus okay do you would you you trust Remus right uh yeah until the very end see and Remus knows that he changed and so if you can trust Remus then I think that you can trust that James truly did change well and I think too is it serious it's like they were kids. And I think this with Draco, like mm-hmm. he might not have turned into like the perfect human. Nobody does. But like, I think that like people vilify him for things he did when he was a kid that like, he might've totally, cause there's a lot of people like that are pro Draco that are like, he was forced into getting the dark Mark. We don't know. I, I think that he chose it and then realized what a mistake it was and truly like what they have to do. Cause mm-hmm. like, as much as like, you know, I don't think, you know, until you're in, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then he realizes in that and he was like, I don't want this. Yeah. But it's already like he's in too deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying like he's an angel. Because I'm not in a thing. too deep and I'm trying to keep. <laughs> um, but like, I think that they both like they they've all made like and I know that there's things that I did in high school that like I wish I could go back and undo. But like. I one I don't really dwell on them too much because I can't go back and change the past. True. So like they they grow up. James grew up. Well, to to go off of that, the end of this article literally has the this serious quote. Nobody is ever perfect. James's Potter's own wife again initially claimed she'd rather go out with the giant squid, but as his best friend Sirius Black later remarked, "quote A lot of people are idiots at the age of fifteen. He grew out of it." Yeah. Not making excuses for things. No. That's not what we're doing. What we're doing is we're saying that everybody has an opportunity to grow. Like, if you ever think about it, like, think of St. Ignatius. Like, he literally, like, was on, like, a horrible warpath, basically. And then, like, he was sick and in, injured in bed. And then he, like, turned it around his whole life. And now he's a saint. St. Ignatius. Yeah. Okay. The weather around Hogwarts was changing. It was becoming breezier, changing, brighter and warmer. And we all know what this means. Voldemort times getting closer. (laughs) And I want to say this and I really want everybody to really listen to me. Okay. (laughs) Every deep June. But but truthfully, listen, I love how Voldemort always waits until the end of a school year to try and kill <laughs> Harry because he believes in education. Mm-hmm. He believes in education. And I think that's something we can all get behind. 
Well, I think he liked education. I think he liked <laughs> school when he was there. Uh, he wanted to learn about Horcruxes otherwise. Way to go, Voldemort. Thank you for letting us try and take exams every year. <laughs> do, you see, do you see what Vinny just said? Make an edit with Tiffany saying, I love Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> I love Voldemort. <laughs> okay. So Harry's still not feeling great. And I want you to think about how much time has passed. So this is like... If the author's talking about how, like, seasons are changing, so we're getting into... Are we getting into May here, then? Well, at one point in this chapter, it says, like, two weeks. Probably two weeks. thick April. Right in the thick of thick it. Thick April? I would say thick to deep. So you think a couple weeks has passed? <laughs> yeah. Literally, there's a part where it says, like, two weeks ago. That's a long time to I be think feeling this the, miserable. Um, I mean... The, it's par for the course Something for studying. Mr. Potter, it's but in two weeks. Yeah, that's all. But that think about all oh. that's 14 days, a fortnight. One would and think. he's thinking about this all the time because he wants to have this conversation that inevitably, you know, he has in the fire. And it just like I feel I feel really bad that he's continuing to feel like this about his dad. Like that's crushing on top of everything else that's going on in his his life. Harry is now stuck inside with the rest of the fifth and seventh years who are studying. Boo. It's green. Um, so Harry pretends that his bad mood really has no other cause besides the approaching exams. Um, and seeing as every other Gryffindor was sick of studying just as much as he was letting on that he was, his excuse for being in a bad mood really didn't get challenged by anybody. Um, but Harry was all alone in the library late on a Sunday evening when Ginny came by. Uh, so Hermione, oh, Hermione was studying ancient runes, I think, in the common room. Ron and Ginny had Quidditch practice, so Harry was all by himself. But Ginny came in all by himself. <laughs> Uh, he wants to be all by himself, <laughs> but really talking to Sirius. <laughs> I think he's enjoying this little combo with Ginny a little bit. I think that he needs to have a serious conversation with one Mr. Black. Yeah, he's not going to like feel any <laughs> different about this situation until he talks to Sirius, but I'll get to that. So, um... <laughs> Harry is surprised to see Jenny and asks why she's not at practice. And she's like, oh, practice is over. Uh, Ron had to take Jack Sloper, one of their new beaters, up to the hospital wing. Because they're not really sure what happened, but they think that he knocked himself out with his own bat. It's me. <laughs> Are you Jack Sloper? Is that your alias? That would be me playing Quidditch. <laughs> um, but Jenny says that a package just arrived, so she came to give it give something out of it to him because something in there is for him but it just made it through umbridge's new screening process because it had clearly been unwrapped and rewrapped with a note that i think was pink of course that said inspected and passed by the hogwarts high inquisitor sarah do you think she spit on him <laughs> oh, she liked all of them <laughs> Um, I just like really like this little scene between like Ginny and, and um, Harry because it kind of just shows that like they're she herself has like grown up a little bit and they're like more friends. Yeah. And she's not afraid to talk to him. And she's like eating, eating his chocolate, even eating his chocolate. 
Yeah. It's just cute. It's like a little fluffy piece, you know? Agreed. <laughs> well, no, these are like my favorite it's a type of piece moments in the deep of June. Yeah, I mean, I just think that like it's it's great that like he he opens up because we see that like Harry doesn't always open up right away, mm-hmm. and like but she pushes. It's easy, like, but she doesn't. She pushes in like a way that like he'll respond to it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like, she, and maybe because she had a crush on him for so long, she like knows how he works, kind of thing. So she's yeah. able to mm-hmm. get what like he needs to have like bird vomit they're literally like two puzzle pieces yeah i, I feel that. like they I they're hard to figure feeling. out ah just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i feel like they just really fit each other they really fit each other somebody i think it was my fitness group we had like a potter theme for our fitness group and one way to get points was to say like who Harry should have ended up with. Basically, like, who do you ship with Harry? And I think for Cho, I said, like, hard pass. <laughs> and then I think somebody, like, one of the choices was Hermione. I was like, no, those they're friends. Platonic. Nope. I think, I don't know. I really just, I don't I've like never it. seen them together, so I don't know. It just is not. But then, when, and then I was like, Ginny, I was like, dude. They just work. If you don't yeah, say Harry they, and Ginny, then you're wrong. <laughs> well, like, and oh. so, like, I talked about this on, on a Felix Files that, like, I do read internet stories and, like, I read a lot of Draco Hermione, but, like, I don't ship them. Like, yeah. Hermione and Ron are just so good together. Mm-hmm. Harry and Hermione just, they don't have any fire. No. You got to have that spark. And to close my point out, Harry and Ginny, she is the last thing that he thinks about before he dies. Ish. Before he's fake dies. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) Before he dies like a liar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He does. And I died. Oh, somebody somebody make that a meme. Somebody make that a meme. He dies like a liar, please. I'll Um, post it tomorrow. I'll give you credit. They just work. Like, I love that, like, obviously we know that she had, like, a big crush on him, right? And then she kind of, like, they both grow up and they're friends and like mm-hmm. i think that's like an important part of like a relationship is being friends you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. friends first and lovers later, later. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to say lovers <laughs> um like, my mom says my dad's her best friend and i said you're lying because i'm your best friend that's oh actually my never said, i've never said that a day in my life <laughs> so weird <laughs> you're so weird so uh anyway Mrs. Weasley had sent everybody Easter eggs and Ginny hands him a handsome chocolate egg decorated with small iced snitches and according to the packaging containing a bag of fizzing Whisbees and he felt like he was going to cry whenever she handed this to him which yes you can continue. I'll wait till you're done. Oh, I was just going to say that, like, I I think that it was a culmination of a lot of emotion. It's not necessarily just because, like, oh, Mrs. Weasley is, like, a great um, mom figure to him. It's just, like, mm-hmm. he'd been feeling so down about his mm-hmm. parents in general that, like, this gesture meant more to him in that moment than he was, like, ready this egg is just so beautiful 
It's, yeah. just, it's really sweet. He's he's on edge. Yeah. It's really sweet. It he's is. just emotional and he gets something like that. Um, I was just going to say, like, I follow, like, people from England, like, on social medias and stuff. And, like, they seem to, like, really do Easter eggs way more than we do. Because I've never gotten, like, a giant chocolate Easter egg. Chocolate. Love chocolate. One. Like a Cadbury. Yeah, a Cadbury same. chocolate egg. Let's make giant chocolate Easter eggs. Okay. I want a Swiss egg. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Uh yeah, I know these always like intrigue me. The whole like I want like I want to see one. Like what what is that? Like in person? Yeah. Like, oh. I want one. I guess up. also I always assumed that Mrs. Weasley like made these, but I think that she like bought these from somewhere because it says that they were packaged. And the packaging said it contained fizzing Wisbees, so I guess she didn't make them. But unless she packaged it's still them herself. super sweet. True. True. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Ginny can kind of tell that like something is up with Harry, and I'm sure that she has been noticing for a while now, because like we just said, this has been going on for like two, three weeks. Um, so she's just like super sweet and asks, Are you okay, Harry? And he says yeah I'm fine but he like says it gruffly because he has this lump in his throat and it's one of those moments where like he's trying so hard to like hold it all in that it's painful that like feeling in in his throat where like it hurts because he just really like honestly I think needs to let it out but he's forcing it to not come out um so he didn't understand why an easter egg should have made him feel like this uh, but Harry, I'll tell you, it's just because you're a mosh. You're just a mosh. And it's okay. So a mosh. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jenny persists and she she's just like, you know, you seem really down lately. Um, and if it has to do with Cho, like maybe if you just try actually talking to her. But Harry immediately <laughs> is like, no, like I don't want to talk to Cho. Um he wanted to talk to such an such an odd concept. You're having issues with someone. Why don't you try talking to them? No, that won't work. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Harry in his mind thinks I just want to talk to Sirius, but I know that I can't because of all of these restrictions that Umbridge has put uh, on Hogwarts. There's really just no way because if he writes a letter, they're going to track it or, you know, the flu network is out of question. But Ginny persists that he seemed... Wait. Ginny is still persistent. Um, Oh, wait. No, no. Harry does actually voice that. I'm sorry. It wasn't in his head. He, like, looks around to make sure nobody's listening. And then he does tell her he wants to Mm -hmm. talk to Sirius, but he knows he can't. But Ginny is persistent still. And she says that they think that they can find a way to do it. And this is one of my all-time favorite Ginny quotes. Mm -hmm. Um. She says the thing about growing up with Fred and George is that you sort of start thinking anything's possible if you've got enough nerve, which I think is just so Jenny, honestly. Like, I know that it's very Fred and George, but I think that that is definitely something that Jenny has in her personality as well. Yes. And I think that you could say that this is foreshadowing to my section because Umbridge is like, he's never going to be an Auror. And both McGonagall and Harry are like, just watch. <laughs> watch me do it. Also, I'm going to play Quidditch again. So how about that? So for, every, for everybody who watches It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, 
Jenny basically came over to Harry and said, may I offer you an egg in this trying time? <laughs> I need to watch that show. It's so good. It's so bad, but it's so good. Oh, I love it. Um, so Harry looks at her after she says that awesome quote. And he doesn't know if it's perhaps the effect of the chocolate because Lupin had always advised eating some chocolate after encounters with Dementors or simply because he had finally spoken aloud the wish that had been burning inside him for a week. But he felt a bit more hopeful. What? Someone put a gift. Riddle, oh, Riddle Waslin put what I said in there. <laughs> Can, I Can I offer, offer you, you a nice egg in this drunk time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Uh, uh, I have a question. I have a lightning bolt yes. round question. So you have to say yes or no, and you can't explain. Because frankly, I, I, I don't want to hear it. I love that she looks directly at me. I can't at not explain myself. No, I cry. you're I not. Also, like, as much as Katie's the Libra, I'm like, well, I mean, it depends on the situation. But go ahead and You ask. can't. I don't make any promises. You have to. Just give the question. Is chocolate in the wizarding world magical? I don't think so. Yes or no? No. Just no. not a yes or no. 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 But like, okay. chocolate no. has medicinal purposes. You know right. what I mean? I said magical. I understand that, but like. Don't. You're doing it. <laughs> Yeah, just it. say yes or no. It's just it, you're asking the wrong question. No, I'm not. I answer it. They said no. What do you say? Uh, That's not an answer. You're kicked out of here. Okay. New Bye-bye. Ravenclaw. She's like, headphones are off. Get out. <laughs> Your car's gonna stay in the street forever. <laughs> I don't think that it. I don't think it has They're not, specific no, magical properties. I just think that chocolate in general it. is already magical. So like, you know, no, nothing extra. I think it's just like, magic. <laughs> All right. Not spo- you guys are, are, you guys suck at this game. I'm going to move on. I followed the rules. To <laughs> I'm going to move on. I'm going to move you, on. Thank you, Cameron. Okay. Now you, we're why not Why do you say her full name? Like you're mad at her. What? Not that no, I say that was name. in. I love Catherine. Catherine. Mm-hmm. See? I just always <laughs> feel the need to like vocalize my reasonings. You know? Okay, well, that's not how that game works. <laughs> well, then let's say not that play to that the game. lightning you bolt lose. round at the end of the episode, Tiffany. Good day, sir. <laughs> All right. I just fogged my own glasses. So during this entire conversation between Harry and Jenny, they are like both eating Harry's chocolate egg. Like Harry had broken oh. it off and started eating it. Jenny stole a piece. Just saying you better give him a piece of yours, Jenny. Truth. Um, but Madam Pence notices and comes running <laughs> over and she is enraged I that they this have quote. chocolate in the library. Yes. You know in Monsters University, the librarian in there. Yes. That's her. Yes. Doesn't she sound like that one? Um, Wazowski, you didn't file your paperwork. <laughs> You're eating in the uh, cafe. What is it? Well, I almost said cafeteria. The <laughs> library. library. No eating in the library. Get out. Don't ask me what that was. I don't know. <laughs> the look that megan just gave me (laughs) she's over it okay sorry no you guys are texting (laughs) me and i'm getting all thrown off okay um (laughs) what is going on 
So Madame Pence causes Harry's books, bag, and ink bottle to chase him and Ginny from the library, Jeez. whacking them repeatedly over the head as they ran away. Yeah, oh, just made me made me laugh. Sassy. Then pamphlets. Pamphlets everywhere. Pamphlets. A batch. <gasps> Do you know what this reminds me of? What? The pamphlets they were putting together at the ministry when he went into her office. Oh, yeah. When muggles attack. Oh, she hmm. likes those pamphlets. Uh, so a batch of pamphlets, leaflets, notices. They've appeared all over the tables in Gryffindor Tower, and all of them discuss various wizarding careers. And on the notice board, it says career advice. All fifth years will be required to attend a short meeting with their head of house during the first week of this summer term in which they will be given the opportunity to discuss their future careers. Times of indi individual appointments are listed below. So he's expected to be in McGee's office at half past two on Monday, which meant he got to miss most of divination. So score. Bet he didn't see that coming. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I bet friends did. Uh, so anyway, they're all reading all of these different pamphlets. Um, and I just want to say that it is not so to expect 15 and 16 year olds to just figure out what they want to do. I still don't know what I want to do when I'm 30. I think it's crazy for us to think that 18 is also acceptable. I know. Mm -hmm. Also, it's don't crazy. ever feel bad about changing your mind at any age. Truth. Thousand percent. Um, Life's too short. Do what you want. Change your mind. Always change Go your mind. Go be do. Go be do. <laughs> Megan, always change your mind. Always change your mind. <laughs> Never <laughs> stick with anything. <laughs> That's my motto. Uh, so, Ron, Ron is reading a pamphlet on being a healer. And he says that he doesn't fancy healing because <laughs> this just makes me laugh because, like, to me, this is just so Ron. This is why he doesn't want to do it. Not because he's not interested, potentially, in being a healer, but because you need at least an E, an EW2 level in potions, herbology, transfiguration, charms, and defense against the dark arts. And I quote, he says, I mean, blimey, don't want much, do they? <laughs> <laughs> and Hermione says, well, it's a very responsible job. So it makes sense. Yeah. Well, you Which want is some, true. Yeah. You want some tea level healer treating you when you're at Mungo's? <laughs> I, I like there's a lot of like internet stories where uh, Hermione is a healer. If you don't know what internet stories oh. are, it's fan fiction because yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah doesn't say what things I like, actually are. <laughs> if you don't know me by now, 173 episodes in, I don't call anything by its normal name. I like the idea of calling fan fictions internet stories. I enjoy that. <laughs> That's true. I like that. Um, Online yeah. tales. Online tales. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Hermione, online. <laughs> Hermione is then reading a leaflet that was headed. So you think you'd like to work in muggle relations? And she says, you don't seem to need any qualifications to liaise with muggles. All they want is an OWL in muggle studies. Um, and there they are again, thinking that muggles are less. You don't need as many right? qualifications. Yeah, it's that like they're sucks. not even giving them the time of day. Like, eh, anybody can well, do this. And like, whatever. What are their, isn't their muggle studies actual class like pretty much a joke? Yeah. I don't know. 
Hermione says that it's like ridiculous at one point, I thought. I don't know, or maybe sure. this is fan fiction that I am remembering too. Of people Excuse talking me. about muggle studies. Internet stories. Internet stories. Online tales? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, online tales. Okay. Uh <laughs> Harry was then reading a pamphlet on wizard banking, and it said, Are you seeking a challenging career involving travel, adventure, and substantial danger related treasure bonuses? Then consider a position with Gringotts Wizarding Bank, who are currently recruiting curse breakers for thrilling opportunities abroad. They want arithmancy, though. Um, and that's what Charlie does, right? Charlie Weasley. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a curse breaker. So that's kind of cool. And then Hermione is then immersed in a pamphlet that says, have you got what it takes to train security trolls? Which, I mean, like, that's clearly not anything she's going to do. But that's just so Hermione to literally read every single one of the pamphlets that are like. For sure. She probably made piles. Yeah. Is there a spell to take away? maybe. Yes. Your sense of smell if you train trolls? Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh gosh you probably get used to it i'm dumb bill weasley is the curse breaker not charlie i was wondering i was like doesn't charlie work with dragons i thought you were were talking about bill i thought that i was talking about bill but i said charlie because i I know charlie works with dragons i even said bill is a curse breaker (laughs) charlie works with dragons (laughs) everything's fine this isn't our first time does music guys okay oh right charlie charlie is a singer yeah charlie is a singer he sings yeah. great songs. He Specifically, does. I, I, you know, I like Shape of You. Dragon of You? Dragon of You. <laughs> I'm in love with the Dragon of You. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, May. I'm done. Oh. Oh, okay. It's yellow. All right. Yellow? Anyway. Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? No, I love bananas. I don't care for them. Bananas can kick rocks. You know... Well, they actually can't because they don't have feet. (laughs) And they're not mobile themselves. Bananas are great. They're inanimate objects. That's a difficult word for me to say. Inanimate Inanimate. objects. Say that ten times fast. Okay. Moving on. Because we don't know how to stop. Fred and George <laughs> pop down by the trio and they're like, Harry, Journey's been talking to us about you. We heard you need to talk to Sirius. And Hermione's like, whoa, what's going on? And Harry's like, yeah, I really would like to talk to him. And Hermione cuts them cuts them off and she's like, don't even like tell me you're going to be this ridiculous. How the heck are you going to talk to Sirius? Umbridge is running around, sneaking in fires, like searching the owls. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same while the same song. (laughs) I was thinking like hide yourselves because Umbridge is gonna get you something. I was thinking that same guy. Hide your kids, hide your wives. Man, that's a throwback. But anyway, the the twins are like, we think we have a way to get around this. Like it's as simple as causing a diversion. And um, I don't remember which one. I think it's George. He's like, you might have noticed it's been kind of quiet on our front during Easter holidays. And George is like, what was the point? We asked ourselves of disrupting leisure time. No point at all. We answered ourselves. And of course, we'd have messed up people studying, too, which would be the very last thing we'd want to do. And he gives Hermione like this little nod. And she's like, she like kind of looks taken aback. Like, 
you guys actually care about studying? I don't think so. And Fred's <laughs> like, but tomorrow business as usual. So pretty much like if they're going to cause mayhem, why not help Harry talk to Sirius? Like it's it's a win-win situation. So Hermione's like, yeah, okay, like fine. But still, even with any kind of distraction, how is it even possible? And Harry answers right away because he's actually been thinking about this for like two weeks. He's like Umbridge's office. Like Umbridge herself told me her fire is the only one that's not being watched. So like, that's my chance. And Hermione literally says, are you insane which like can't blame her you're gonna go literally like into the belly of the beast one would say risky business (laughs) right (laughs) harry's so in the kitchen it would be whiskey business oh my god harry is so sassy he's like "Mm, no i don't think i'm insane and he already has a plan of how to get into her office because if we remember which i totally forgot I think it was like two Christmases ago. He got that knife from Sirius that's supposed to open any lock. So even if it's locked with Alohomora, he's good to go. And yeah, Hermione, poor Ron, she rounds on him and was like, well, what do you think about this? And he's just like, I feel like this would be me, like just caught in the middle. Like, uh, what am I supposed to say? But he backs Harry. He's like, I don't know if Harry <laughs> wants to do it. It's up to him, isn't it? Yes, Sarah. I like in this part, like Harry even notes, he, it reminds him of how like Molly would turn to Arthur and would be like outraged, like, yeah. well, what do you say kind of thing? Yeah. Um, and it's like a cute little foreshadowing mm-hmm. couples because mm-hmm. like he had a little chat with Ginny and now like Hermione's like, Ron, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And uh, Fred's pretty proud of him. He's like spoken like a true friend and Weasley. So obviously the twins are in. They're planning on doing whatever this is tomorrow, just after lessons, because they want to have maximum impact when everyone's out in the corridors. Um, And they will, quote, set it off, whatever this is, somewhere in the East Wing and draw Umbridge away from her office. So they think that they can guarantee Harry easily 20 minutes, which is pretty good. So Ron's like, Mm -hmm. well, what sort of diversion are you going to do? And Fred's like, you'll see, little bro. You might want to just trot along to Gregory the Smarmy's (laughs) Corridor around five o'clock tomorrow. And we may have looked this dude up before, but I figured I'd just do it again if we haven't. Oh, that picture. I know. Um, It's pretty smarmy. So he was a medieval British wizard and potioner. He invented Gregory's unctuous unction. A potion that made the drinker believe whoever gave the potion is his or her best friend. I think these fools gave it to me. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I don't know where this is from, but I allegedly he used this potion to worm his way into King Richard's confidence. And that earned him a fortune. (laughs) Also, this statue is one of the places where Fred and George have like a secret passageway. So that's kind of cool. It's a little bit of significance Mm. for them. Yeah. So Harry wakes up the next day, super early. He's super anxious, like as anxious as the day of his ministry hearing. So today's the day he's breaking into Umbridge's office. And then on top of that, it's the first day he's going to be back in front of Snape since he kind of like, you know, pried into Snape's most awful memory ever. Um, So he has potions today. So he lays in bed for a while. He eventually gets up. He looks outside and he sees that beech tree outside that they always hang out under. But also the beech tree that 
he saw his dad and his friends hanging out under. So that just like puts him back in his bad little mood. Um, oh, I have a quote I wanted to read. He was not sure what Sirius could possibly say to him that would make up for what he had seen in the Pensieve, but he was desperate to hear Sirius's own account of what had <laughs> happened to know of any mitigating factors there might have been any excuse at all for his father's behavior. So he's like really distraught over this and I feel yeah really bad. But he does notice something when he's looking outside. Haggard comes limping out of the Forbidden Forest and he staggers to his cabin um, and Harry's like, should I be worried about him? But later, a little bit later, there's like smoke coming from the chimney. So Harry's like, well, he can't be like so badly injured that he can't like make a fire. So he stops worrying about that. But all day, Hermione is bothering him about breaking into Umbridge's office. And I gotta say, this is kind of like the Neville thing in year one, where like it's really hard to stand up to your friends. I know Hermione doesn't have a problem telling the boys off ever, but like, I don't know. There's, it's just tough to bring that stuff up to your friends, especially to Harry Potter, who like will just do what Harry Potter wants to do. So for her to be like that, what's the word, persistent to try and keep him out of trouble because it really is like a really risky thing to do and yet she spends all day telling him like you're gonna get expelled and like if she catches you that leads to like snuffles and all of that and then she's gonna force you to drink ferret serum and then like what's gonna happen then mm-hmm. um but funny little moment they're in history of magic hermione's not even paying attention she's just whispering the stuff to harry and ron's like are you going to stop telling Harry off and listen to Ben's or am I going to have to take notes instead? (laughs) (laughs) And Hermione's like, you can do it for a change. It won't kill you. Um, But by the time it's time for potions, Harry and Ron are no longer speaking to Hermione. Bless this girl for sticking around with these boys because they don't treat her right a lot of the time. She's just trying to do some good. But that's, you know, Um, she does her best. Right, because she takes advantage of this. Like, they're not interrupting me anymore. I'm just going <laughs> to bother them more about how they shouldn't be doing this. And she's hissing so much at them, Seamus thinks that his cauldron was leaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Snape acts like Harry's completely invisible. So one, Harry's used to this from the Dursleys. Because I think he even says, like, this was Uncle Vernon's favorite way to treat him. And two, compared to how he's normally treated in potions, this was really kind of an improvement until the end of class, which I'll get to. So being left alone, he feels pretty confident in his invigoration draught, which this draft draft, I'm sorry, which boosts the drinker's energy. I need it. I was going to say I could use it. I have it to God. So the end of class, I just call it coffee, right? (laughs) Hot bean water. So at the end of class, he scoops them up. He's feeling really good. He's like, you know, I might have scraped an E with this. Except he brings up to the front of the class, sets it on the desk like he's supposed to, turns around, and he hears a smashing sound. Malfoy laughs, so obviously it can't be something good. Harry turns around, and Snape has a look of, quote, gloatful pleasure, and his sample is smashed to pieces on the ground. He says, whoops, another zero then, Potter. Gloatful pleasure. So, like, let me just get this clear. He was the one... Teacher was the one that knocked that off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, it's not okay. I can't, I can't get on board with this friends. I just can't. Nope. And it's just, 
did Harry do wrong? Yeah, he did. But two wrongs doesn't make a right. He's also a kid. Yeah, he's Here, a kid. You're a that's grown, a grown man. man. Well, and here's how educators should work. So if you're an educator and you're listening to this and you don't do this, you need to start. Every day is a blank slate. You cannot hold grudges when you are an educator, especially when you are educating young children. You just can't. You can't. Yeah. I also feel yeah. like if you're an adult, you shouldn't <laughs> hold grudges against children. Correct. Kids. Correct. And what like this year. What is Tiffany now? Uh, with how much the wizarding world relies on um grades like in terms yeah. of even getting into the classes that you might need to take for a career after hogwarts it's unacceptable because harry needs potions and at the end of this year he thinks his chance of becoming an auror is completely over because he didn't get the grade that snape required and Snape plays a role in Harry not doing as well as he could. Well, regardless of grades and everything, a teacher should not be doing that. It's the, like regardless of everything else, should not be doing that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I don't yeah. care for it. I mean, he really he should have had an opportunity to as crappy as this is, this is redo it, especially with the one that he broke before where he got the first zero. You don't think that they could do you know, like a spell to like undo to bring that? it back. I don't know. I feel like I don't he know could, if that's how potions right? work. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So Harry has to deal with should have at least He should have at least gotten like participation points. Like you obviously he completed the potion. He mm-hmm. put it in the thing. You're the reason it's knocked over. Like, Right. You shouldn't get a zero. You know, like if you're taking like a math test, you showed your work, you just got the wrong answer. Partial like, credit. You still got yeah, you got still got some points. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like you didn't but do the work. Again, we know that Snape is holding grudges against James and taking it out on Harry. Mm-hmm. Lily didn't choose you, okay? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's the thing. I mean, we could talk about Snape literally all day because we're us but the thing is is we say that snape could have been a great teacher sure he could have his notes helped but his delivery of what they're learning is not there the intimidation factor obviously is not acceptable the way that he talks to students obviously not acceptable like so was he a great teacher who's knowledgeable no I'll fight you tooth and nail on that too, folks. Like just because he had a knowledge of his subject and just because Harry took what he, he wrote and put it to work doesn't make for a quote, good educator. People learn in different ways. It just so happens that Harry excelled when reading Snape's notes. However, not everybody learns like that. Other people learn by watching you do things. Some people learn by seeing steps written out. Others need to learn and do it with you. Like, so in all of these things, like we just, I, I, for one, cannot say that he was a great teacher. He, just he, was he smart. didn't, he's he, good. He was good at potions. So he didn't want to be there. Teacher. 
Did he want to be there? Did he find joy in this job? Probably not. I feel like if it wouldn't have been for Dumbledore, he may have moved on to something else. He's playing that double agent role. That's his job. Yeah. This is almost like a cover. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to teach, does he? No. You know what I'm saying? Probably not. I mean, like, he doesn't get any joy from it. Like, he... He might have taught Harry, but like with that book, like that's just Harry learning from a book that's not being taught by Snape. That's what I'm saying. Like that's Harry learns that way. Sure. Okay. Neville might need to do it with you. Hermione might need to just watch you. You know what I mean? Like uh. he just he was obviously like Snape. We know that he is an intelligent, talented wizard, but so is Voldemort. Ain't it the truth? I mean, so. I mean, and I thanked him earlier. I love Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> Am I? And I'm not in any way saying that like Snape is the worst person in this book series. I'm not. He's also nowhere near the greatest. So, mm. well, everyone knows that we don't really care for him. So, mm, yeah. well, there's that. Sure he should be knocking know? over students' work. Well, last I well, heard, Meg Megan loves him. Loves him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not it's on Megan yeah, well, Tiffany loves Voldemort, so it's Voldemort Day. Hey, I mean, have you seen Tom Riddle? He's pretty attractive. <gasps> Tom Riddle's different. Tom Riddle's <laughs> different. <laughs> He's a different breed. <laughs> That's preview, you know. Oh gosh. So Harry has to deal with this smashed potion zero, but he's like, I'll you know, I'll go get another sample, whatever. But by the time he gets back to his cauldron, Hermione was just trying to help. She had already yeah. vanished everything and cleaned up. And she was like, I'm so sorry. And Harry's like so mad and so done with today. He can't even answer her. And he just leaves. And when he gets to lunch, he makes sure he can sit between Neville and Seamus. So he can't be nagged anymore. <sighs> like, I, yeah. Harry, I get it. Like, you are Harry Potter. Like, you do the thing that you want to do. That's it. But like, she's just trying to help. But you're just yeah. having a bad day. I, I get it. You're anxious. People take Ugh. bad days out on people they love all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And again, I Hermione am guilty. Just, she thinks she's doing the right thing by like constantly like reminding him like, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. But she should also like know by now that like if Harry puts his mind to it, he's going to do something. So. I feel and like it's just if you not, got enough nerve. It's just not in her nature to not. Yeah tell him oh absolutely i think she, it would drive like, her absolutely crazy. I think it's like an anxiety for mm-hmm. her like she has to yeah. well and i think that realistically like he's gotten they, uh, by breaking the rules he has gotten caught a lot so like her mind she's more logical so she's thinking the odds of you getting caught are higher than you not and the consequences of that are far worse than than just being expelled like she's probably even going like they're gonna send him to azkaban like they're they want anything on him to get him out of the picture yeah so like she's thinking worst case scenario and harry's thinking this whole life-changing thing just happened and she doesn't know because he hasn't told her and he wants to talk to sirius and she's thinking in her head there's nothing there's nothing you could be able to say to sirius that um is worth it is 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 so important that you're willing to risk this but like harry just can't tell her and won't tell her that no there is like i need to i need to talk to him um 
So they eat lunch. <laughs> then Harry has divination class. So, you know, he forgets about his meeting with McGonagall. He walks all the way up to divination and then he's in there. And Ron's like, dude, why are you here? Like, aren't you supposed to be in McGonagall's office with her? He's like, oh no. So he like races down to see her and he apologized, po- apologizes to her about being late. And she's like, well, whatever. Um, she's not worried about it. And then he realizes they aren't alone. Umbridge <laughs> is also in the room. Yay. With her clipboard. <laughs> clipboard. Oh, <laughs> a porg. A porg. A clipboard. Clipboard. Um, <laughs> you know, Brookwood. <laughs> I'm Rookwood, I'm Rookwood, <laughs> Rookwood, Rookwood, Rookwood. And she also has a smug smile on her face. Get out. So McGonagall has him sit down while she kind of like shuffles that there's like a load of pamphlets on her desk. Um, and she tells him that like what they're meeting, the meeting that they're in for basically is to, to determine like what career he wants or kind of things he wants and like what subjects he will need to take for whatever he wants to do. So she like asks him, have you given any thought to what you would like to do after school is over? And I said, live. (laughs) I think I'm funny. If only it was Um, that easy for Harry, he will die. I mean, he does. He lives so much that he dies and comes back. He dies like a liar. Yeah. And so um, like a liar. <laughs> he's like sitting there, he's thinking, and he's finding like Umbridge's scratching of her quill on the parchment behind him distracting. And so McGonagall kind of asks him again, and he says, maybe in horror. Um, and of course, I'm going to read from the chapter because this is a lot of dialogue that needs to be spoken. Do the voices. So mad. Uh, okay. Sasa can't do voices. All um. you do is voices. <laughs> what? Mm. You'd need top grades for that, said Professor McGonagall, extracting a small dark leaflet from under the mass on her desk and opening it. They ask for a minimum of five newts, so it's N-E-W-T, Scamandis. and nothing under exceeds expectations grade, I see. Then you would be required to undergo a stringent series of character and aptitude tests at the Auror's office. It's a difficult career path, Potter. They only take the best. In fact, I don't think anyone has been taken on in the last three years. Um, fun fact, Harry didn't have to do any of that. <laughs> Anybody that fought the war didn't have to do any of that. So, like Ron, Harry and Neville all became oars. And then two out of those three no longer are that. Um, so Umbridge like gives a little cough <coughs> because she has some things to say, but McGonagall being the amazing her ignores her and keeps talking to Harry about like the subjects he'll need to take. Um, he says defense against the dark arts Then McGonagall replies to him and she's like, yeah. And Umbridge coughs again, interrupting them. But again, McGonagall just ignores her. She kind of closes her eyes for a second and continues on ignoring Umbridge. Um, And she also like thinks he should continue to take transfiguration because it's a use. It'll be useful in like that career path because like he'll need to be able to transfigure things and untransfigure things is what she says. Um, and she lets him know that she doesn't accept anybody into her new to level classes who don't get an exceeds expectations or higher on the OWLs, which is what they're taking next year, right? No, this year. This year. This year. This year. This year. They're taking some owls. Um, so his average in her class is roughly unacceptable. So he'll need to work harder um, to get a better grade for like the exam. 
and um, he's doing well in charms, but will need to work harder in potions. And he like makes a face and she's like, no, you will definitely need that. And she also lets him know that Snape only accepts students who get an outstanding on their OWLs without any exceptions. Like there's no exceptions. Um, and this is a little quote from the book and it says potion poisons and antidotes are essential studies for horrors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did click on OWLs wizarding ordinary wizarding levels. It's a standardized subject specific specific test taken during Hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry students fifth year um it's administered by a wizarding examinations authority the score made by a student on a particular owl determines whether or not he or she will be allowed to continue taking that subject in subsequent school years and whether they might be successful in obtaining our particular job as well as referring to the test that students take in their fifth year the term owl also refers to a type of class i.e the level of difficulty the class the student is taking in addition to achieving an OWL is used to refer refer to a class in which a student has passed their OWL exams. Um, so yeah. So I will say like the way that she talks about, um, when she talks about like you, they ask for a minimum of five N E W T. So it sounds like it could be anyone. So like, that sounds like the kind of conversation they're having is like picking out the classes that would like best suit. So like, yeah, you know, going to college being like, okay, I know that I want to work like whatever, like whatever your major is. And you also want to pick like classes that are going to go along with that. Also just do whatever you want, you know, (laughs) kind of thing. Like they say like pre-med a lot of times, like they, like my mom has always said, like, if you wanted to do pre-med, they don't necessarily want your, like your, and you could again, do this, like have your major for your undergrad be pre-med and then go and take the like MCATs, whatever you're going to take and then go into med school and all that stuff but some people like want you to be a little bit like take whatever your undergrad anyways any hoosies <laughs> so at this point umbridge gives her biggest cough yet so uh mcgonagall asks her if she needs a cough drop <laughs> <gasps> magical cough drops maybe ones that maybe make <laughs> her go to sleep she can't you can't do the yes or the no. You just, you go, maybe. Well, I was going to say something that kind, and I chose to stop myself because I don't want to put that out into the world. So I'm reading about again Umbridge? From the book. Huh? About Umbridge? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about me for a second. No, 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 like, no, 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 not you. No. <laughs> Always oh, no. Umbridge. Thank you very much. No. Oh, right. no. Thank you very much, said Umbridge with a simpering laugh that Harry hated so much. I just wondered whether I could make the teeniest interruption, Minerva. I dare say I'll find you can, said Professor McGonagall through light, tightly gritted teeth. I was just wondering whether Mr. Potter has quite the temperament for an oar, said Professor Umbridge sweetly. I have to see where I stopped. Okay. She's like, were you, said Professor McGonagall haltly. Well, Potter, she continued to say there would have been no interruptions. Um, If you are serious in this, uh, wow, ambition... Um, I would advise you to concentrate hard on bringing a transfiguration and potions grace up to scratch. I see professor Flitwick has given you, uh, graded you between acceptable and exceeds expectations for the last two years. So your charm work seems satisfactory, but as for defense against the dark arts, your marks have been generally high professor Lupin in general, or in particular thought you were, are you quite sure you wouldn't like a cough drop? So I'm going to, um, um, umbrage. I wanted to call her Dumbledore. <laughs> she's, you know, Rude. coughing again. And she's like, no, she's like, just, 
uh, is concerned that Umbridge or that McGonagall is telling her all these things. So she brings up Harry's like most recent marks in her defense against the dark arts class. And she's like, McGonagall, or I'm sure that like, I think she calls her Minerva. I don't know. Regardless. She's like, I, I slipped you like a note and like McGonagall pulls out a piece of like pink parchment. And she's like, you could clearly see like it's grossed out, not grossed out, but like, uh, revolted. Cause it's like so unprofessional to have pink paper and you know, it's also umbrage. So it could be a plain color paper and she'd still be revolted. And she puts it back down without saying anything. Cause she's like, Oh, you mean this? Um, and she continues talking to Harry and she tells him that Lupin told her that Pavardi told him to tell <laughs> Harry that he showed a lot of aptitude for the subject. Um, but anyway, Lupin's like, no, he's got a lot of aptitude in defense against the dark arts, which is true. Like the kid mastered being able to have a corporeal Patronus. I thought you were going to say he mastered in Patronus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So hearing this, Umbridge is not pleased. And she asks McGonagall if she understood the pink note. And I said, she's no dummy. So of course McGonagall understood it. And she said, quote from the book, well, then I'm confused. I'm afraid I don't quite understand how you could give Potter false hope. And she says, um, false hope repeated professor McGonagall still refusing to look round at professor Umbridge. Another thing, like she's like explicitly ignoring her and not looking her in the eyes. Um, he has achieved high marks in all of his defense against the dark arts test. I'm terribly sorry. You have to contradict you Minerva, but as you will see from my note, Harry has been achieving very poor results in his classes with me. Get ready. It's it's so good. It's It's like snaps. My friend snaps. (laughs) Um, I should have made my meaning plainer, said <laughs> Professor McGonagall. Yes! Turning at last to look Umbridge directly in her eyes. So, before this, they're talking to each other and she won't look at her. So good. <laughs> McGonagall, nope. And the second she's like, I'm going to be 100% clear. I'm going to look you in your eyes and I'm going to tell you, you aren't a good teacher. He has achieved high marks in all defense against the dark arts teachers set by a competent teacher. And you know what? And you know what? Who's in, guess who's included in that? I'm Mr. Gilderoy Lockhart. Oh, <laughs> oh shoot. Girl. Oh, my go. Sick burn. Feels yes. toasty in here. That's yes. deep. <laughs> And so she says this mic drop because again, she is a boss babe, right? McGonagall. She is just, she's just such like, Oh, she's such a good woman where she's like, I'm going to be frank with you. I'm going to tell you exactly how it is. And I'm like, no holding prisoners. Like, no, you're crap teacher. You don't belong here. So she she's says not this a to teacher. Her. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, like she's literally she's like not. you. You have no qualifications to be doing anything with education. And I've said this before: if you're going to be involved in education, maybe you should have a background in education. What a thought. Novel. So Armbridge doesn't respond right away. <laughs> she starts writing furiously on her clipboard, and McGonagall ignores her. And says to Harry, if he asks him if he has any more questions and he kind of asks her um, about like what the test and like requirements um, 
that the ministry are going to require if he has enough newts. So, like, once he's got that, like, what else was he going to have to go Please through? call them scamanders. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I did think of that. Any hoosies. So, they have to, he basically is going to have to dis, um, demonstrate, like, the ability that, to react well under pressure. I really think that is something that he does well. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, he has to have some perseverance. He has that dedication, absolutely. Or training takes an additional three years. So Harry will have to study more after Hogwarts if he wants to succeed. Umbridge again interrupts McGonagall, saying, um, letting them know that the ministry is going to look looks, looks into every background of a potential applicant, including their criminal records. And she explicitly like, their criminal criminal. Whoa. Etymetiology. Their criminal records. McGonagall ignores her again and tells continues to tell Harry, like, I'm just letting you know now, if you don't want to take any more tests after Hogwarts, you should look somewhere else because this is like three years of more testing and it's going to be difficult. And they're, they're very grueling. Um, again, he doesn't have to do any of this because he's the boy who lived. <laughs> <laughs> so after the war, he didn't have to do anything else. Just- I believe that like, that Kingsley said, like, that was training enough that, like, if you fought in the war, because there was said, like, um, the author had said, like, I think in, like, one of those chats that Neville, Ron, and Harry were some of the people, like, that went directly in. And then, obviously, like, Neville then yeah. left to become a teacher. Ron leaves to work with George. My only beef with that is, like, if we go back to Harry needing potions, like, antidotes and things like this. I mean, in my head canon. I think they're still going to like somebody's like, got to train them a little bit, at well, least yeah, at the ministry. I think it's one of those things where like you don't have to go through like the whole three years and you might not make it in. Like you're going to come in. You're, we're going to train you guys, you're train you for this you job, out. train you for this job. Correct. You know what I mean? OK, 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 OK. Yeah, not like I, 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 get I think it. like in this, you have to like take all the tests. Like, I don't think they had to take all the tests, but you have to like take the training and do the things. And I would think that. I know, like, in my job and other jobs, like, we have to do, like, every single year, like, continuing education to kind of thing to, like, make sure that we're, like, still up on doing the skills that we need for our job. Like, literally every year, like, our competencies is what we call them. Mm-hmm. To make sure that we're competent in our skills. Look at Brandon's name. <laughs> um, Where was I? Right here. <laughs> So she ignores the whole thing. And then he says, like, if you don't want to take more tests, don't go this route. (laughs) Get to look into something different. And so um, she says this. And then um, Umbridge goes back to what she was talking, like her last statement of being like, the ministry is looking in, will look into every applicant. They're going to look into their criminal record. And then she says, which means that this boy has as much chance of becoming an Auror as Dumbledore has of ever returning to this school. McGonagall goes, so a good one. Oh, a very good chance then. <laughs> Umbridge kindly points out that he has a criminal record loudly. She's like, he's got a criminal a record. Criminal. McGonagall criminal also record. loudly states the fact that he's been cleared of all charges. So Umbridge is standing now. She's so angry that her face now has like an oddly sinister look about it and says Potter has no chance whatsoever of becoming an Auror. So then McGonagall gets to her feet and it's noted because Umbridge is like so like she's short. So like she stands up and it doesn't really make a difference of like her standing so much. And it's just like her face really is like the most 
like um, noticeable thing right now about her. Like it's just like so sinister. So McGonagall gets to her feet and it's more intimidating because she's towering over Umbridge. And she says, not looking at Potter, but looking at Umbridge Potter, I will assist you to become an or if it's the last thing I do, if I have to coach you nightly, I will make sure you achieve the required results. Um, <laughs> and I have to read from the books more because it's just so good. Um, and it goes on to say, Umbridge is talking. The Minister of Magic will never employ Harry Potter, said Umbridge, her voice Harry rising Potter. furiously. There may be well be a new Minister of Magic by the time Potter is ready to join, shouted Professor Umbridge. And guess what? By the time he joins the Aurors, they're two, uh, they're on like the second other one, right? Mm-hmm. Or is mm-hmm. it say utter? So like, let's talk about this. So it's, it goes from fudge to scrimmager. Scrudgemere. Nope. I know. Scrudgemere. I was like, isn't that what I called him? Scrudgemere United. And then, is it Piastichnius? Is that the Thick one under knees? Umber? Or, um, is that who yeah. Voldemort yeah. has? Yeah. And then it's Kingsley. So like, Scrudgemere. There definitely was a new one. Scrudgemere. I'm Scrudgemere. I'm Scrudgemere. 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 Scrudgemere United. <laughs> so, McGonagall's like, there's probably going to be a new minister. And then she shouted that. Aha! shrieked Professor Umbridge, pointing a stubby finger at McGonagall. Yes, 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 of course. That's what you want, isn't it, Minerva McGonagall? You want Cornelius Fudge replaced by Albus Dumbledore. You think you'll be where I am, don't you? <sighs> Senior undersecretary, head of the minister, and headmistress to boot. And then she's like, dude, you're crazy. So let's talk about this. Okay, sure. So let's let's remember the fact that the Minister of Magic right now has evidence to prove that Voldemort has returned. And he knows exactly what that means because he lived through the first time Voldemort rose to power. But this man is so self-obsessed and obsessed with power that he is more worried about his career than all of the witches and wizards who should be able to trust their leader that they have their safety number one in hand to make good choices for them to help them survive this. But instead he's a little boy who's worried about someone taking his job. But let's be a thousand percent honest because first of all, the job that he has is voted on by popular vote. And if Dumbledore wanted that job, honey, he would have had it. He's smarter than you. He's a better wizard than you. He's a better leader than you. Mm. A thousand percent. Mm. The leader of a country or a group of people like this shouldn't be selfish. They need to be selfless. They have hundreds of thousands of, or millions of people that are under them that they need to choose the best path for their people. Yes, Megan. Well done. I just more watched. Say, yes. um, I just watched an interview yesterday with Steph Curry and President Obama. And Obama said one of the number one things um, that he was most proud of with his administration is that they came out after eight years with no scandals, which is really difficult to do in the presidency. I mean, you you employ a lot of people as president, right? I mean, well, I guess I don't Mm -hmm. know if the right words employ, but like. You choose a very large amount of people to be a part of your cabinet and just your administration, like all of these aspects, and to make sure that you have chosen people um, who are truly there to serve and to serve others and not themselves can be difficult, especially when you're talking about um, politics. I mean, this 
this could I'm not even talking specifically about American politics. This can this can go across many countries politics. Um, Mm. But he said that one of the number one things whenever they were choosing their cabinet that he said to literally every single person was, if you want this job, I need to know that you want this job to serve others. End of conversation. That is what this has to be about. You cannot be in a position in politics for yourself. You shouldn't be. Correct. You shouldn't be. Correct. And he would because not you're allow really it. The voice of the people. There's yes. like, and that's frustrating. That, Incredibly. Um, that's not always Incredibly. the case. And that's like what's so frustrating about Fudge is that it could have had a, such a different outcome. Um. Mm-hmm. just that insane and like the fact that they're fighting for months they're wasting all this time and energy so. fighting dumbledore when he's not the real enemy um oh so annoying yes tiffany it's, so i have a question do you all think that in the back of fudge's mind during all of this that he thought dumbledore would go ahead and solve this voldemort situation um, I don't, I don't know. I think that he, um, he is doing the, the thing where he might be anxious about the whole Voldemort thing. So he's trying everything in his power to deflect it and say like, no, this is the real issue. Dumbler's the issue. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to ignore it and put all my energy into this because I don't want him to take my job when realistically if Dumbledore wanted your job, he would have had it. Like, you're not that smart. You're not that talented. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, because in, in, in my own opinion, I think in Fudge's heart of hearts that he knew that Voldemort was back. He No, I think I thought. But I also agree. think that he was working so hard to try and cover up anything Dumbledore was doing and kind of like because he knew that he was going to he knew that he was going to lose his job like he knew. But he was also hoping that during but all like, of this, like it would just get solved on its own. I think that he, at the beginning of it, immediately went to, I'm going to lose my job, which because he's thinking people are going to blame me for him being back when like, that's not, it, that might've, that might've been in people's minds. But like at the same time, like that's your job is not more important than the people that you are like governing. So like, regardless of how you feel about your job, you should think about the people that you're like in charge of the people that look up to you and are expecting their leader to be honest with them. You know what I mean? So like, I think a real leader would have been like, all right, people might blame me for Voldemort coming back and being like, I didn't do enough. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to help make it like with however long I have in this office left. If they might vote me back in, I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that he, it would have just been different, but he chose the path of being like, he might be right. Voldemort might be back, but I'm going to make sure that I still have my job as long as I can by now I'm going to fight him fight mm-hmm. with Dumbledore instead of getting the recess resources. And I think part of him is, is scared as well, but, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I don't like him. I don't like him. Mm-hmm. Um, Megan, you're going to say something else. Um, I mean, I just wanted to add that, like, I I think that 
Um, this is a pattern that we see in politics all of the time, all of the time, just that politicians very rarely serve the people who put them in office. Um, more times than not, they are serving themselves or they're serving their businesses, their colleagues yeah. who already are set when it comes to finances, but they're just like helping them even more. Um, yeah, politics you know, the people is, that pay them money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The whole, the whole concept of like, um, you know, like lobbying and all of that kind of stuff. Like that is so real. And I would imagine that this is something that fudge is potentially thinking about at this time. Like, things are going well when it comes to the ministry at this moment in time. So imagine a, imagine a wrench that will be thrown whenever he admits that uh, Voldemort is back, right? Like he could have all of these other people in power um, potentially like offering him things because of like things that are going well. I mean, this is how it works in American politics. Like, why do you think certain people get put in certain roles? Why was mm -hmm. the former president of ExxonMobil put in charge of the environmental dis you know, the environmental section yeah. of like our government? That makes absolutely no sense, but it's because financially it helps him. And I'm sure that it goes the same when it comes to the Ministry well, of Magic. And think about who do we see giving money or not even giving money, but I'm going to assume giving money not only to the board of Hogwarts, mm -hmm. you know, Lucius. but also the ministry. Yes. Yep. So like we know where his loyalties lie with Voldemort. Yep. So like he's a he's going to be in the position of like feeding the minister maybe lies or manipulate him into being like, don't this isn't true like go the other way really to help Voldemort's like rise to power in this point in time where like they no one besides some of like vault like um Dumbledore's people like in the order of the phoenix like they're the ones but like how many are there like nowhere near as many of people that don't know or believe that Voldemort's back right like this is just a great time for Voldemort and his like company of friends his little death dudes like for them to to fester and grow because no one's really watching them because no one thinks he's back um right like how many other death eaters that we may not specifically know about are giving money to other aspects of the government like we yeah. know of lucius because you know it so happens with the connection with draco but like there could be others that are giving money elsewhere like um yeah. And, you know, like they could be giving money to like good causes, but because they're giving money to good causes, their views get pushed through more often. And this happens yeah. all the time. This happens yeah. constantly. So, yeah, yeah. it's frustrating. Um, and I would imagine that what is going on in American politics or even in the politics in the UK, politics across Europe, everywhere yeah. is the stuff that she's referring to um in you know when it comes to the ministry it's it's the same thing it's the same thing and it's not um, okay that that's how government is run so i do want to say like she the author wrote um like a thing about ministers like on her the um i think it's on the wizarding world now but this is from the wikia th that um the minister of magic 
was formally appointed the first one in 1707. And then ministers were democratically elected through a public vote. There was no fixed limit to a minister's term in office, which I don't really care for that. I like that we can only max have eight years. However, regular elections had to be held at a maximum interval of seven years. So like they didn't even have like, like every four years, there's an election kind of thing. I think that that is exactly Um, how it is in the UK. No, I think that how she has the ministry set up is pretty similar to. Yeah. To the UK. Yeah. I just think seven years is a long time. A lot can happen in seven years. Because like how long can happen in less? Churchill prime minister like forever. I mean, obviously not forever, but it was a very long time. So like, Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, as we see. (laughs) She's just Umbridge and Fudge are just so deranged because like they immediately are thinking like poor Tiffany looks like she's so over this conversation, but like they're so they're so hooked on on their own power because then Umbridge is like, you want my job. And McGonagall's like, I really don't because like (laughs) if McGonagall wanted Umbridge's job, she would have it because there's literally nothing Umbridge can do that McGonagall can't do better. Yes, Megan. I think that I mean the whole prospect of like i I don't i I, it boggles my mind why fudge is so focused on the fact that he thinks that dumbledore wants his job because like i'm pretty sure dumbledore's made it pretty clear that he doesn't and he just wants to he just wants to be headmaster at hogwarts um so like he's creating all of these scenarios in his mind about how like he could lose power. He could lose everything. And if he loses power, Umbridge loses power. And it's like a trickle down effect. So that's why they're yeah. like together, like working each other up about this made up situation that doesn't yeah. it, it, it's not going to happen. It's but he it, he needs something to focus on i don't know it's like this is what he's decided to turn his mind to because he's ignoring yep. voldemort so he's like okay well, well i'm I just think... gonna pretend that's not happening so i'm gonna focus on in, <laughs> yeah. on the fact that dumbledore wants to take over my job even though like he doesn't yes. at all. i think that for him he's he's fearful of the whole voldemort coming back situation because he knows exactly what happened last time is going to happen this time but he's also fearful that he's going to lose his job and he's fearful that like people are going to be mad like had he told people in the beginning he's back he knows how much backlash he was going to get so he was fearful of that so he decided to go the other route and project all of his feelings on on of fear and all of that towards dumbledore being like you're the real thing that is the issue um and don't believe his lies and he's crazy and all these other things and um he's focusing all of that because he doesn't want to focus on the fact that he might most likely is going to lose his job or he probably might have hit the whole Voldemort thing is back is true he doesn't want to focus on Voldemort being back because he doesn't want it to be true and he really is like afraid that he's going to lose all that power and status he has of being the minister of magic you know what I mean yeah so, Umbridge, also delusional. McGonagall, significantly better than Umbridge. She's a better teacher than her. She's a better human than her. She's just better than her because Umbridge is just the worst. Um, so then McGonagall kind of dismisses Harry. So he takes his stuff and he leaves without looking at Umbridge at all. And he can still hear them yelling at each other down the hall. Mm. 
Um, and then I have an eye, which I don't know what that's for. So, yeah. So he leaves. <laughs> and that's the end of this part of this chapter. Wouldn't um, you love to be to take in? a fly on the wall for the rest of that conversation between those two? Fly on the wall. <laughs> but, like, there's nothing. Like, Umbridge, I, uh, like, they're so, I just, I don't, like, you think too high of yourself because you're not that great. You're not that smart. Just because you're in this position now, like, you're not you're not doing anybody any favors. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Guys, that was good. <laughs> I think Tiffany doesn't like us anymore. I think I'm only mostly asleep. <laughs> All right, let's pull these lightning bolts. Are they yes or no's? <laughs> lightning bolts. Never. <laughs> okay. Let's see. <laughs> um, I like this one. It is cute. Rylan asks, how did Harry propose to Ginny? I like this. It's In the air. Very carefully. That would be cute. That would be cute. <gasps> what, what if he got at like, one of her games? They- I don't know if Harry would do that actually. I think he. I think it I was think, at the burrow. When yeah. They were, like, what if playing? they were playing like a pickup Quidditch game yeah. and he put it inside the snitch? What That'd if he cute. put it in and a, he's like, "Thanks, Dumbledore, I got the idea from you." What if he put it in a mince pie? He's like, "Open up, you." <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> no, wait. He was like, wait. I feel like shoe it probably have been really awkward. Or do you think it was would... on his shoe? He untied <laughs> oh his shoe God. and it was like not been more awkward. Do you think Rod would be more awkward or Harry be more awkward? Ron. 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 Rod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ron. Yeah. Totally. How do you think he proposed? Ooh. In an I feel like he way. probably would have proposed like my dad. My mom didn't believe him. They were out to dinner and he asked her and she said something about like, which one of your friends like put you up to this? And he was like, no like i'm serious (laughs) and she like i think she laughed at him and he didn't have a ring i don't think um and then she never she told my grandpa when she was walking down the aisle she goes i never said yes (laughs) my grandpa told her to keep walking (laughs) mel asked what if she they've been married for like 38 years so it's working out that's okay yeah mel said what if she proposed to him Mm. I think Harry would I feel like Hermione would do it more so than Ginny. Yeah, I I love that, actually. Mm -hmm. I can see them being, like, in a... Like... Like a heated um, bicker. And then Hermione just, like, throws it out and runs like, what? And she'd be like, Ronald, I just proposed to you. (laughs) I feel like if they did it, like, it would be... Hermione proposes to him, and then he, like, pulls out the ring. He's like, I was going to do it to you, like, whenever. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. I I love those videos where people, like, go somewhere. Yeah. I just saw and then like, like the one pulls out the ring yeah. and like gets down on one knee and the other one's like oh my god and, like, the, I just saw one I think they too. were at, like Disney World and she she got down on one knee and then her like boyfriend like literally pulled out a ring out of his pocket he goes I was gonna propose to you <laughs> it's cute that is cute love it um Mia asks what sort of career would you be interested in in the wizarding world podcasting (laughs) wizard radio the wizard radio Uh, i don't know 
I'd want to be like Newt. That'd be cool. Newt. I I probably would still do something with hospitals and healing and all this stuff. I think it'd be really cool to work for like the Daily Prophet doing their advertising columns. I'd like, to, I'd like to be a dog walker. A nasal walker. I'd like to work with Charlie. A hippogriff walker. Holy <laughs> my goodness. Well, we fly. Yeah. We don't walk. <laughs> Fly like a hippogriff. A galleon an hour. Fly your hippogriff. <laughs> Flex its wings. I would need to get paid more than a galleon an hour if I was flying a hippogriff. That's dangerous work. Yeah. I like the way you me. say hippogriff. Hippo. I say things weird, all right? I no, I think therapist as a kid. Hungry, no, hungry, you like pronounce the O, and I feel like everybody else says an A. Hippogriff. hippogriff. Yeah, hippogriff. And you say hippogriff. I say fair of you weird. Say I've it. been told. Say it. Fair, fair of you. Fair, fair, of, fair you of you is what you're saying. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> All right. So next question. No, it. you say it. You say it the way you want. Uh, next question comes from Sam Gartley. If you were teaching muggle studies, what would be your favorite topic to teach? How to brew coffee. I was going to say mm. cooking <laughs> without magic. I think that would be fun. That would be fun. I mean. Not for me. Like like how to use appliances. (laughs) Cars, I would say. And driving. Like think of driving ed with like driver's ed with like wizard. (laughs) With Mr. Weasley. Holy crud. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something. Or like movies and stuff in TV shows. Oh, I know. Like how to play various board games. Because <laughs> they're not magical at all. Yeah, that's funny. Life's pretty magical. Okay. <laughs> Did you see the the go look at Discord? A Aaron, Timothy. We played um, life the one day in Jen. <laughs> she had like six kids and uh, no house. She never got a house the entire time we were playing life. <laughs> <laughs> And I think she was a doctor. <laughs> Is that possible to not get a house? I, it's like the it was like a newer edition. So like you know how like the old oh. edition of life, like you had to like, it was stop, like stop and you could you like get it. married. You'd stop and you like had a kid and you stopped and you get a it's house. All a choice. Like you had to like, I think I think I like so. So like you choice. could stop. I feel like it. Yeah, like you had That's to cool. get on like one of the certain stop things, and she never did. Um, so nice. It was it was funny. We laughed. Um, next question comes from Pesha, and it is a true lightning bolt question. Yes or no? Look at you trying to scold us about this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think in a more progressive wizarding world, they would ever have student exchange programs with muggles? No. 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 Oh, I was going to say yes. Well, you... T- it says there's a statute of secrecy in place. Yeah, but it says in a more progressive wizarding world. Mm. Uh, no. no. Well, actually, that is like <laughs> the whole plot of the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Almost. What? Muggles come mm-hmm. to Hogwarts. Right. Yeah. In the wizarding world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is true. That's how you're able to uh, go on those flying benches that Hermione levitates for you oh i got really really confused and what I are we talking about talking about the park orlando oh my lord and i was so confused that's the whole like that's like the whole story of why we're allowed to be there that's why they call you muggles and i get mad every time yeah 
Uh, I still say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Last question comes from Vinny. Why do you think Lily was picked as a head girl if she wasn't a prefect or in the Quidditch or on the Quidditch team? Good grades. I think I probably would say just yes. like good personality for it. Yeah. Good grades. <laughs> Maybe good. they thought that she was feisty enough to be able to handle it and keep yeah. her grades up all yeah. at the same time. And like, I mean, she was a member of the slug club. So like, I think he only takes the best of the best, you know? Mm-hmm. Slug club. Oh, I cannot wait to talk about him. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think, I won't lie. There's like a bit of headcanon in my life where like, they picked Lily and James because like, they're like, oh, they'll work well together and like, work well together. You know, In a world where she's feisty and he's in love. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to Hogwarts this deep June. She's red hot. He's a toe rag. <laughs> the giant squid is in the middle. Oh, <laughs> in the thick of it. All right, you know Why what that means. Which one are they in the thick of? Why are we here? It's time <sighs> for time for the house cup. Okay. It is finally time to roar for some Gryffindors. Whoa! Gryffindor what, are you wins Don't lie to me. the House Cup. I'm serious. Where? Show me the proof. <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> Where? I believe I believe no one. Go send it. Go send I don't know how to bring that in. How do Vinny? How do I do that? How do, how do I send? Do you just copy paste? How do people do that? Believe it when I, I see it. Go to the House Cup channel. It's right there. Gryffindor has four hundred and ninety points. Hufflepuff has four hundred and ten. <sighs> Slytherin has four hundred, and Ravenclaw has two ninety. I just want to say in this moment. Congratulations to me. <laughs> I did it. I am the greatest. I am the greatest. Oh my gosh. Poor Ravenclaws. Man, oh man. Fall from grace. Look at your sad eagle. I mean, we had no fall from grace. We got wings, baby. We fly. Oh. When they go low, we go high. But not as high as Slytherin because we got two more cups than you. Woo woo woo! <laughs> go go! I mean, you Gryffindor. have cups in a fake go, game, go, so Gryffindor. it's okay. Go go Gryffindor! Go go Gryffindor! Ooh ooh ooh! Take your cacas somewhere else. <laughs> Mia. Oh my god! <laughs> Mia, when did you make that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie, give me that fan story. I don't feel bad. Ravenclaws, right. we're still awesome. Don't listen to those haters. Y'all came in last place. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Take no. that off of there. Oh, Pisha. So good. What? <laughs> <laughs> I look really good as a lion, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Timothy, I was rooting for you. We were all, all rooting, rooting for, for you. you. Be quiet, <laughs> Tiffany. Oh, oh God. my God. <laughs> I only use the- <laughs> So, like, my cheeks hurt smiling or looking same. at that. Ka, 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 
Kudululu. You're not allowed to ever send that. No. What, Alec Baldwin, baby? <laughs> yes. Somebody Google a picture of baby Alec Baldwin and just do a side by side shot. I wonder if this happens. <laughs> Katie. It's going to show his kid. Move on. Okay. Fan story. Fan he story. has like this six kids with his wife. This okay. week's fan story comes from Ludwig, which I love that name. Comes from all the way from February of 2018. Nice. Mm-hmm. Hi, cast members. First of all, I love that. That's so cute. <laughs> First of all, I have to thank you for a great podcast that I just started listening to a few days ago. A couple of years ago. I would say that I have probably searched for Harry Potter podcast once a year the last five years since I started listening to pods and I have finally found one. Also, I apologize if this mail will be far too long and all over the place, but after listening to the first five episodes of Swish and Flick, my inner HP nerd awoke and I have a lot of random thoughts that might not connect to one another. Don't ever apologize. And I love that Hmm. something sparked and ignited inside of you after only five episodes of Swish and Flick. So my Potter story might be a little bit different than yours since I am not a native English speaker, which meant I had to wait extra long for the translations before I was able to read them in my original language. So I first got into the Potter universe when the fifth book was about to be released in Swedish in 2004. Then my brother had gotten the Philosopher's Stone and I probably read it, had it read to me around that time. I got the fifth book as a Christmas gift that year after stubbornly convincing my parents I did not need to read book two through four before digging in (laughs) to that one. I was nine years old, which might explain this weird thinking. And I did read the whole fifth book at the time, which I remember being very proud of because the number of pages in the Swedish versions is a thousand and one, which I did not miss an opportunity to tell every possible person. Such an annoying Besser Wesser child I know. That's a fun word. After this, I borrowed Prisoner of Azkaban and the Goblet of Fire at the library before getting the Chamber of Secrets as a birthday gift. So my order of reading the first time was one, five, three, four, two, six, seven. Oh, my brain is scrambled. Now to the struggle of being a non-English speaking child. So at the summer break of 2005, the English version of The Half-Blood Prince was released and I went with my brother, who was 14 at the time and able to read in English, to the queue for it. I remember there being a lot of fire on the book cover of the English version. On the Swedish one, the cover is of Dumbledore and Harry sitting in the boat in the cave. I tried to read Mm. the first pages, but it took forever because I had to ask for translation of every other word. I gave up and the sixth book ended up being all spoiled by my brother, bit by bit, in every little... Every little sibling fight we had that summer, we went on a two-week family vacation by car and we had a lot of fights over everything, front seat, food, etc. And every day he had a new spoiler to use against me leading up to the death of Dumbledore, which as you can imagine was traumatic. Even to this day, that spoiler sparked one of our biggest fights, which I now think is very funny and a little bit overdramatic. But at that time, it was not that I can assure you. Until the Swedish version was released, I had the time to read the books in order and by the time the Deathly Hallows was released I was 12 and could read good English enough to not be a victim of spoilers thank goodness (laughs) my strongest Harry Potter memories are probably from the years 2005 to 2010 when the books and movies were being released parallelly parallelly 
That's a really weird word. Every summer, me and my cousins would be in our summer cabin discussing everything about the characters, hollows, horcruxes, and speculating about R.A.B. Then I remember a big disappointment after every movie premiere because of all that was missing and how different it was from the picture I had in my mind while reading. The time has done good, though, and today I really like the movies as well, and the character appearances I did not approve of at first have become the only possible ones. Since 2011, in the last movie premiere, I have not been so actively engaged in Harry Potter, but in some ways I always find my way back. Right now I am studying abroad and I am practicing my Spanish, and what other way than to buy a book you know all too well? I have just started reading the second one and it is a perfect way to improve a language since I basically know what it says in Swedish and English. This recent comeback to the Harry Potter universe is also why I now search for a Harry Potter related podcast and found Swish and Flick. Also, I have a sort of question. Want your opinion on something. I've always been a Gryffindor ever since I got into Harry Potter. I'm also positive I was sorted into Gryffindor at first at Pottermore. Also a salmon Patronus, if I remember correctly, which I do not accept. But the other day I did the <laughs> test. That's so cool though. <laughs> I know, right? I did the test of all possible questions from Pottermore and I was 76% Ravenclaw. I did it again, changing all the answers that, that I had a possible had two possible answers for, and I got an 87% Ravenclaw. How do I tackle this? I guess that my worldview or personality might have changed, and with it, my house. Thoughts about this? Thank you for a great podcast and all the details about the Potter universe. Since I have not been that active since 2012, all the information from Pottermore is very interesting, and my Harry Potter nerd by heart has officially been awoken. Best Ludwig from Sweden. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I was actually thinking about getting <laughs> say nothing. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was actually thinking about getting mm-hmm. Harry Potter in French because I really want to try to learn French, and I was thinking that would be a really good a good way. To learn it, I might do that. Yeah, I think I, I think I almost bought it in French, and then I stopped myself, being like, "You don't need another book." Um, I, what was I going to say? Oh, I think having a salmon patronus is really cool because, like, salmon swim upstream, so like they're going against the current. You know, thinking of like you got to persevere, you're going to go the opposite way of like maybe general people, you know, I think that's cool to think of like in that sense of like, you're willing to do whatever it takes to go the way you want to go. Um, and then with the other thing, I mean, I think that when I was a kid, I don't know if I would have been a Ravenclaw, but think of like what you value. And if you like feel the need that you need to take the test again, like on Pottermore, make another account and see what it gives you, but don't stress too much about it. I would just, choose which house you identify with more Mm -hmm. like as as much as like i always say i don't identify with the ravenclaw like i know i'm more ravenclaw than the other houses and as much as the three other ladies that i talk with on this podcast weekly the next one i would identify with would be hufflepuff i'm a very hardworking, loyal person with an edge which that's why I'm not a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like the ones I don't talk about. You know, they have the least dark wizards in Hufflepuff. I'm one of those least dark wizards. <laughs> She's one of those dark wizards. I'm not really a dark wizard, but like, you know, I do like things. <laughs> Skulls all over my place, you know? Yeah, I get you. Thank you so much for your story. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm sorry it took so long to read. But I think, me personally, it was worth the wait. 
for me to read. I told Katie yeah, that we need really to go story. back and grab like really old ones to read them. Let's like get get caught up on these old ones. Yeah, get back on our roots here. You yeah. know. Yeah. All right. Back in the day when lightning bolt rounds were yes and no's. <laughs> Back in the day when maybe they didn't even exist. I don't know. <laughs> Back in the day when episodes were an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> All right. Joke time. So this is actually the very first joke in my joke book. And I can't believe I've never flipped to the first page of this ever. It comes from chapter one. What? Harry, Hermione, Ron, and other students of magic, which sounds like a puff title, if you ask me. It yeah. does. It does. Um, so what did Harry and Ron have in common when they met? One had a scar and the other had scabbers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Scabs, scars, scabbers, injuries, no. the rat. <laughs> I have a I have a joke slash question for y'all. Oh boy. Yes, please. Why did the banana go to the doctor? Because it tasted because it delicious. Wasn't peeling well. <laughs> I've heard that one. Because it tasted delicious. Because <laughs> it had too much sugar. In deep June. Deep June. <laughs> oh, why were the apple and the orange all alone? Because the banana split. <laughs> you just Google banana jokes. I Google fruit jokes. <laughs> Why did the tomato go out with a prune? Because he couldn't find a date. <laughs> oh Katie, God. is that you? It's me. <laughs> I'm the tomato. How do you fix a? <laughs> uh, how do you fix a cracked pumpkin with a pumpkin patch? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why did the man at the orange juice factory lose his job? He couldn't concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> no. What kind of shoes are made from banana peels? Slippers. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, what is a vampire's favorite fruit? <laughs> a nectarine. Oh, <laughs> my God. I was going to say a blood orange. Oh, that's good. Oh, gosh. One All right. More. What do you call a sad <laughs> strawberry? <laughs> a blueberry. <laughs> worth the one more <laughs> i like watching sarah tell jokes it's my favorite because she gets like this little mischievous grin on her face because like she knows the answer and she's just waiting to laugh oh gosh what do you call strawberries playing the guitar jam jam session <laughs> Favorite fruit pears. 
god. All right. Make sure that you go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our channel is called Swish and Flick Podcast. You can also find us on social media on Facebook. We are Swish and Flick Podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, we are Swish Flick Cast. You can follow myself and Katie on Twitter and Instagram at the Petrus Family, though. Let's be honest, it's really mostly me. <laughs> if you want to see. I've been doing this on our story. We have a cat food advent calendar and I've been updating it every day. Oh, are we just changing the order of like how we do things here? You're just going to tell me what you're doing no, like I'm, right in the middle of my social media no, spiel? No, I'm defending. Is that this is how we're doing this now? Also my Good night. <laughs> All right. Tiffany's I... on Twitter and Instagram. No, no, no. Don't interrupt me, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> wow we're gonna marital spat now <sighs> tiffany's on twitter and instagram oh i just hit my microphone <laughs> tiffany is on twitter and instagram at tiff swish underscore flick and sarah's on instagram at o'malley with three h's If you love this podcast and want to support us and be a part of it you can join us on patreon this gives you access to our discord channel our um I'm blanking. Puff Pastry, our YouTube live Q and A's, our trivia nights, our super fun things that we do. Um, so there are different levels that you can join. Just check all those levels out at patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast. Tiffany, what are you doing with your life? Well, I have to talk about your Petrus family account. <laughs> because in all honesty, when I saw the first story about the cat food, where the way it the way it looked was that you guys were excited to eat the cat food. <laughs> <laughs> because you posted a picture of it and you said, "I'm so excited," <laughs> and I literally it ran through my head. I was like. <laughs> It is edible. It does no, not man. smell good. Uh uh-uh. uh. I never have. I have eaten a dog biscuit, but I've never eaten cat food. <laughs> <laughs> is Megan the one that asked if we'd ever eaten a dog treat before? Yeah. Is it you, Megan? Yeah. Oh, oh my eyes hurt. Have I have. Have you eaten kitty litter? <laughs> <laughs> tears in my eyes what am i what am i doing i can i can proudly say that i have never eaten any animal food (laughs) or treats (laughs) when did it come to this (laughs) 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 katie can't get her wife to get her a date but she can get her cat food to eat yeah oh I'm happy for your cats. Uh, Chicken um, quarantine was last night, man. Was it good? Delicious. <laughs> okay. Um. What am I doing? I had a great few days off for Thanksgiving in real time life. 
because this was in the future. This is like way past Thanksgiving, but it was nice I mean, to have two weeks. That's way past. Way past. It's a fortnight. Isn't that? Isn't a fortnight two? Yeah. Two weeks? Yeah. Yes. You days. said it so scarily. Fortnight. <laughs> uh. Oh. I've been working. <laughs> I dropped my hair tie. Katie's comment in the chat: Milk bones are all, all right. I, <laughs> I love that record. I'm not super judging people that do it. Mess. Y'all do you. I'm just not that person that's gonna do that. Bev, I'm so sorry. But I will eat snails. You know what I mean? Like, Ew. but I won't eat a dog food. You know, dog, I just had food? a lunch of bugs and lizards, so I'm good. <laughs> Some grub, Tiffany. That's what it's called. Uh, um what am i talking about me <laughs> uh just teaching i have three solid weeks from after thanksgiving until i have my winter break so pushing through i'm planning a winter holiday unit for social studies so i'm really excited about that and i'm learning along with the children been working out regularly Trying to get Katie up in the morning is not easy. It's not. It's not. <laughs> We've been having trouble. I said I was going to snooze and she goes, what? Boo. It made me feel so bad. And I said, fine. Uh, I'm getting up. <laughs> I booed her she via text message. Me. Um, But we're going to start a program together, I think. Right? Yeah. Are yes. you doing that? Yeah. I don't even know what we're doing. We're probably going to sweat a lot and moan and complain. Yeah. But we'll be fine. Yeah, but I've been playing Animal Crossing, getting my island ready for Toy Day, so that's been fun. I've also been playing uh, Age of Calamity, which I know people are gonna laugh at me. Does give me a little bit of motion sickness, dude. I get that. I don't know if it's because I sit close to the t- the way that our our TV is really big, and like I sit relatively close to it. Because the living room is small, so I don't know. There's one game that, like, Marty would play that I I could not be in the same room would make me so nauseous. Like, I don't know if it was Call of Duty or something. There's some that, like, and I don't get motion sickness like you do, but who could not be anywhere near, and I would get so nauseated. Yeah. Because sometimes I like watching people play video games because, like, I don't play video games, so Mm -hmm. it's, like, fun to, like watch other people which is like a lot of people do that but also people that play video games like to watch people play those video games too true um i've been having fun fun when you're looking at a screen and then you're like i might vomit yeah it's true i agree you make me sick (laughs) okay i did pick up eye of the world again um how's that it's good did you get far or no i read a chapter so that was nice and yeah, I'm just trying to keep my house clean, which uh, is hard with a two-year-old. But, you know, it is what it is. Just living the dream over here, trying to wrap Christmas presents and finish that up because I don't, I just want to sit back and kind of relax for the remainder of 2020. So I'm almost done. I mean, I think, I think I am done, actually. Just got to finish wrapping and getting them in the mail. <clears throat> We're doing good over here. Cool. Cool, cool. I'm cool. done. How's your cat food? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're doing an <laughs> advent calendar for kitties, which has been a lot of fun. 
Um, it's more fun I, for us. Yeah. I've also been playing Animal Crossing, except I feel like I really missed, like, I, I like took a little bit of an Animal Crossing break and then I missed out on some of the fall stuff. So, um, I've kind of been time traveling because I don't want to not get the mushroom recipes. It's really bothering me. So. You're the worst. I've been going back in time to get the mushroom recipes because it's really annoying me that I am missing quite a few. So, I think everybody is. Miss, I like got one recipe for mushrooms. You're going to miss all the snowflake recipes. Uh, I'll just go back in time again. You're going to forever be stuck in a time loop. Okay, Albus Potter. (laughs) I don't even know what you guys are talking about. So mushrooms, snowflakes. I also played Among Us for the first time. Oh, yeah. Guys, that game is perfect for me. And it's awful for Katie. Thriving. I was thriving as imposter. I was just killing people. I was being cutthroat about it too as so. imposter i killed no one literally yeah literally me and her were imposters together and i got kicked out and she got so scared she gave me her phone and was like will you do it for me i'm like i feel like this is cheating <laughs> i really i literally don't i literally have no idea what you're talking about i, like I too don't know what they're talking about among us you don't have to explain it it's <laughs> fun. Really sad that that sweatshirt sold out. So I'm happy that you're happy. I enjoyed it. Who wants I'm to play? Happy, Anybody so want to play? Happy. I really want to play. Not saying I'll never play again. It's just like you know, yeah. It's it's a meg game for sure. Katie likes Mario. Mario, yeah. give me some Yoshi games. You don't want to kill people. I like Mario because <laughs> I like to be a little bad. Oh <laughs> what about a Waluigi? I don't like saying his name as much. Do your, do your shoulders again, Wario. <laughs> you look like Elsa. Oh, the Elsa walk. Cold never bothered me any. That's what Alana's been playing. She's like, I'm Elsa, and I'll call her Alana, and she'd be like Elsa, and I'm like, okay, silly little babe. Kate, what are you doing? Let's see. I got some more work on my plate, which is good. But also it was a really crazy week because things weren't working right. So I will tell a story instead that I don't know if it'll be funny to everybody else, but it was funny to me. I woke up at like 5 a.m. and I really needed to go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom, did my thing, came back into bed. I didn't have to uncover Meg at all. Like nothing was fine. Everything was fine. I just slipped back under the covers well, that stirred her, I guess. And she, unpro- I thought she was asleep. She was like all like hazy. And she's like, I need space. No, no, no. And I was like, <laughs> what? And she's what? like, she's like, I'm on the edge, which she wasn't. So then later on, later on, like, do you remember this morning? And I told her the story and she's like, no, I do remember that. And I was like, girl, you no, no, no to me. <laughs> Wait, did no, she no, say no. it like yeah. she was French? Yeah, she she was like, You're... no, no, no. <laughs> Who do you think what? you are? Yeah. No, no, no. 
Like I was laughing half a week. Oh I don't. God. I mean, Megan. I don't remember you laughing at me, but it's like well, it's funny how it's just like this like memory in my mind. Like I know that I told you that I was close to the edge and I, I need needed more space. space. No, no, no. But I don't remember saying no, no, no. Oh, you did. <laughs> no memory. Yeah. Oh my god. She stirred me, and let me tell you, she pushes me to the edge of the bed all the time. No, I don't. I don't believe it. I she don't. does. I don't. No, I'm on I've... Team Katie. I. She doesn't. She doesn't even hurt a fly. Right. I mean, she doesn't hurt me, but she gives me no space. You lying. I am not lying. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yep how about you sarah um i'm just trying to survive (laughs) work is crazy hospitals are imploding um i'm focusing on swish miss stuff and i bought some things i'm very excited um hopefully it's gonna be a good party and that's literally all i'm doing I worked out on a treadmill today. I watched that? Klaus. That's such a good movie. And I like sound like I'm obsessed, but I kind of am. I watched it last year. So I watched it again today. Um, it still made me cry, but it's Klaus. K-L-A-U-S on Netflix. It's just such a good little Christmassy film. Um, and I enjoyed it. Also, I watched last Christmas with my mother. Um and that's the one with Amelia Clark, Henry Golding, um, and like, you know, other people. Emma Thompson's in it. Um, and I knew I'd never seen it. And I watched it with my mom. Um, and she, I knew, I know, I knew what the movie was because I like read spoilers. I really liked it. She did as well. But I will just say she sobbed and I kind of chuckled at her. Like she hardcore sobbed at it. But that was also a good film that was on HBO, I believe, that we watched it. Um. I don't know what else I'm doing trying to finish reading my books, but I'm like taking a break because I'm like getting book anxiety from them. So if you have any book recommendations. Oh, that reminds me. I saw an ad for an app and I downloaded it before I went to bed. It's called likewise. It's free. Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to type in the books that you've read that you've really liked and it suggests new books for you. That's cool. There's one that people have been yeah. reading and it's like the, Invisible Life of, like, Addie something, which then I, like, read, um, I read, like, the, like, little blurb about it, and I'm like, oh, my God, it sounds, yeah, yes, so, uh, is it Addie LaRue, is that how you say it? Um, so, I really want that, (laughs) but I'm also, like, I'm still reading the third book in A Court of Thorns and Roses, I struggle with names of books. If you've ever noticed well, me struggle with to be fair, book, that's a really long book But, like, title. I can't even say the right Harry Potter books. I literally had to think really hard <clears throat> to be like, okay, five is Order of the Phoenix. Six is Half-Blood Prince, Deathly Hallows. Um, so, I and I have other ones of her books. But, like, I'm, I'm on the third one, and I'm, like, roughly in the middle of it. And, like, I, I think part of me is, like, because I have the... Uh, there's, like, a little half book that's, like, after that that's um, Frost and Starlight, I think. And so I do have something to read after I finish this one. But, like, I just know that, like, the big, huge thing is going to happen. And I, like, am, like, just holding off on it because, like, my whole other rest of my life is anxiety-inducing enough that, like, I don't need a book to make me anxious. But books make me anxious but also calm me down at the same time. Um, so... 
I'm still reading whatever the fourth book of Wheel of Time is. I don't even remember. Shadow Rising, maybe. I don't know. Still reading that. I've actually lost my hard copy. It's somewhere in the abyss of my life. So, yeah. If you have any book recommendations, send them my way. Me too. I'm telling you, get that app and see what it says. And like the thing is, like I was telling them, I was like, I had to move stuff from one bookshelf because we were getting rid of it because we like are trying to fix upstairs, which is slowly but surely coming along at a snail's pace. Um, And so I had to move them back into like my room and I don't have room on my bookshelf for them. And so I sent them a picture. I was like, I have too many books. And I was like, not pictured more books. (laughs) Uh, So maybe I'll get rid of some of them. And by get rid of, I mean, just like donate them to other people. I had bought so many copies of Harry Potter. I literally, I gave a whole, like I bought that newer set that like 20 anniversary one that had like paperback with like the nice covers. I gave that to Tiffany's niece because she wants to read them. I was like, I don't need this whole set. I'm like, I wanted to give it to someone that would appreciate it. And I knew that like she, um, they didn't have them. Right. And like, I knew that she wanted to start, start reading them. She had like the first <gasps> oh, two. Per- yeah. I'm like, so it's the perfect person yeah. to give it to. It's like someone I know that's going to want to read them and will read them. Um, and I know that she's like, cause she likes Star Wars. She's so cute. She is. Um, and she'll like them. My sister accidentally calls her Tiffany all the time. She's like, <laughs> you guys are so similar. Cause she's like a little softball player and she loves Star Wars and Harry Potter. And it was so funny. So the last time I was talking to her, I was FaceTiming and she was like, so do you have to work? And I was like, no. She's like, but you like talk about Harry Potter for work, right? <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute um what else was i gonna say something i don't remember we'll say it on the next podcast reading books oh i will (laughs) tell you guys that um i think i've gotten jen who you don't know my now is my best friend she started listening to the books so we're probably gonna do some felix files talking to jen about oh god i don't like that picture (laughs) <laughs> but I think I'm going to talk um, We're going to talk Harry Potter on St. Felix Files With Jen who like is listening She doesn't know I would say 95% of the story Of Harry Potter so Be on the lookout For those I'm I think excited for that Will be fun Yeah Cool That's it that's my whole life Um Let's just full circle this we could do for fruit in February because that's a month that begins with an uh, fruit in deep February. Oh <laughs> deep February or is deep, short. deep, deep June and for, dragon fruit for, for deep dives in deep June. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. We figured it out. Are you ready? The first through the 10th of the month is the shallow of the month. The 11th through the 20th is the thick of the month. And then the 21st to the end of the month is the deep of the month. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
there are two different conversations happening right now. What? <laughs> what are they saying? I don't know. I said, I'm in love with a dragon like you. <laughs> oh, they're talking Ed, Char- Ed Charlin. <laughs> <laughs> Is there gum in your mouth? No. You're a liar because I heard it before. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Spit it out. 